Let's go! What's up, guys? Welcome back to Binge Down TV. I am Paul, your host for today, and with me I have the whole Spartacus crew. I have Jimmy, Luke, Brian, and Kyle, mm-hmm. and we are back with our Binge With Us series, and we are at the finale of Spartacus, Blood, and Sand. We made it. It's been a long way. 13 episodes. We did it. Um, 10 second recap. Two of us have seen it before, and the three of us now, me, Kyle, and Luke, uh, have all seen it in the past. And uh, we are getting Brian and Jimmy's reactions from season 13, season season one, episode 13, Kill Them All. You guys ready? Fresh off the press's reactions, baby. This was this was a good one in the style of a freaking Tarantino movie. We're starting in the middle, going back to the beginning. We're <laughs> jumping all over the place. It was it was a great episode, a, a fitting finale to a to a great season. Yeah, such a, such an awesome episode. Uh, me and Brian had a little uh, issues with our predictions. <laughs> we found those out yeah. pretty quickly that we were getting them wrong. But uh, yeah, I mean. Awesome episode. You guys told me that it was going to be the best of the series, or season at least, and it delivered. Yeah. All right. All I can say is just clap, clap, clap. That one gets better every time you watch it. That was probably like my seventh time, sixth time seeing it, and I still was just, my I was getting chills at every part. Like, I was just loving every second of that. It was an honor to share that moment with the two of you guys. Yeah, that was, that was... We'll let you know now. The five of us watched this together in, in some pretty closed quarters, and that that was a good one to watch with a viewing party. I've actually watched it once since. It was it was a great episode. Oh, R.I.P. Andy Whitfield. My God, yeah. what a performance, yeah. though. That was just like I was ready to run through a wall at the end of the episode. God, it was so good. I love it. Yeah, I'm so happy that we all watched it together, too, man. That was <laughs> That was awesome. Yeah. All right. Now let's uh, let's get through it. All right. It starts out with uh, all the gladiators walking out to the training grounds of the Ludus. Not sure what's going on. Um, then we look up on the balcony and we see House of Bodyatis completely decked out. Um, there's plenty of guests there. They all look like high officials. We all know they're high officials. And Bodyatis starts out with a speech saying. The gods have showered the house of Bodyatis with blessings. And then he goes on to say, I've gathered you all here today so you can witness the fight of Spartacus versus Crixus. And we literally, I mean, Brian was the one like, is this happening? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, was, I looked around. I was like, what? there was no like intro to this. I was like, is this happening it's right not now? in the trailer for yeah. season 13. Yeah. Episode 13. I thought it was awesome because like right away, five seconds in, you already are seeing pretty much every single named character except for Glaber in this scene. Like we even have Mira and Aurelia in the background on top of the balcony. We have Agron and uh, Do- Do- Duro. Duro just like, you know, on the side with Doctori there. All these Roman guards around. Obviously you have Crixus and Spartacus there. It was just... It was it. It was just everyone like coming together for this final showdown between Spartacus and Crixus. Starting out hot. Yeah, that's what makes it one of the best like finale episodes of any season of television is that every big player that you want and you've seen throughout the season to have something happen to or loose ends be tied up, like they were bringing everybody in, they were getting some FaceTime, they were getting some dialogue. So Minus Glabber. I was going to say yeah. minus Glabber, but I'll forgive that because of how awesome the episode was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
Uh, so right, as Paul was saying, like we're getting a little bit of the intro from Body Artist, you know, announcing what's going on here. We're going to get a little bit of an expo- exhibition match between Spartacus and Crixus, and he does note that it's going to be, you know, to the death. It's going to be what? What is the? Uh, it's just to celebrate uh, Glaber's patronage for mm-hmm. um, right for House Body Artist. But it's the opposite of an exhibition. It's going to be to the death. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. it's not is, for sport. Uh, what's the term? Because they say it multiple times. I know. I completely yeah. forget. Yeah. Tori drops it to Crixus, and like I feel like there's like a little bit of change in the attitude, or it's like scene, scene, mes, mes, something like something, that. Mione, Mione <laughs> or something like yeah. that. Yeah, essentially means mono imano, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like an Agni Kai or whatever. If, <laughs> if there's <laughs> any Agni Avatar Kai, I like out that. There. <laughs> oh, I would love to watch Spartacus versus Crixus in an Agni Kai. Uh, Spartacus and Crixus versus Ang in an Agni Kai. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen in the next couple seasons? You know, I won't rule it out. Cross I've never over. seen it before. Um, so is there anything else really important that they say, you know, Spartacus and Crixus, when they get announced, they're walking to the center and getting ready to fight. And Spartacus is saying like Crixus and Crixus responds with, I've given you my answer. Um, so, you know, they're not agreeing with each other, but other than that, don't we get a little bit of, so everything blends together. Cause you know, it's like this scene is so split up, but don't we get, um, at this point where, where. Even before Spartacus and Crixus step up, you see Agron's a little already on edge. Like, he's looking at the Roman guard's sword and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Spartacus is like, yo, bro, you got to calm down. Yeah. You're going to get us all caught first. Yeah. So let's yeah, relax. True, true. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, so I think that's all high. in the first Agron scene. did that a couple times throughout the episode. Yeah. Even when, yeah, because when Spartacus ends up yeah. dropping one of his swords, which he never picks back up, he Agron looks at it, like, thinking, like, okay, that's that. Yeah, he's going to use that. And then uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm excited to get to that. <laughs> um, but other than that, um, Badiata says begin, they clash, and then it goes black, and we get the title two days earlier. And we get Spartacus training with Roscos, Raskos, the other Gaul. Um, he's, he's been in it since, like, episode one or two. He's been around the whole show. He looks a, a little bit like the dude who had a fu- uh, fugitive on his head. Like, you remember the yeah, tattoo? He looks a little yeah. bit like him, but he, he's just always been a big um, underling of Crixus. Like, he's, like, a big, huge supporter. And I think we even comes to say later in this scene, like, uh, some under this Ludus still see Crixus as the true champion of House Body Odyssey. And he's like, count me among them. So yeah. we find out here, which kind of, I wish they hinted more at this earlier in the season, but I guess you have to just, like, assume that, like, there was just, like, a bu- building faction that didn't really see Spartacus as being, like, a true die for house body Otis gladiator like he was more just kind of you know like he wasn't like how Crixus was at the beginning of the season who was just exactly who you would want to be your champion if you were if you were body Otis. which in their defense spartacus wasn't that guy and Not he never was <laughs> he was just a dope fighter so respect to him yeah he saw right through that so right away we kind of put it together that the gladiators are split at the end of the last episode we know that agron and duro we're talking about, or they were interested in Spartacus. This, this Spartacus's discussion about escaping. Um, so uh, he actually said nothing. Yeah. Okay. Well, nothing they sounds were like escaping. nothing. Yeah. Um, so right away, we know that the gladiators are split. Yeah. So we uh, we have Spartacus uh, requesting to go. He he needed permission to go to the palace. So now literally he needs permission to do anything now from the Roman guards. 
you know, you, you Doc Tour could take care of it, but apparently he has to ask the Roman guards as well. So he goes over to um, Agron and Duro, and he tells them, uh, you know, that we can't get any of Crixus's guys, you know, uh, but, you know, he's going to work on it. Duro and Agron tell him that they have Hamakar. Hamilcar, yeah, just a guy. So like Paul was saying, pretty much at this point, we don't, they don't have enough. It seems like they come to the decision, we need Crixus or this is not going to happen. Right. Like we just don't have the bodies for it. So that's where they pivot their, their efforts towards is recruiting Crixus to their cause. And then they can't even talk to Crixus at the moment, though. Right. Because Crixus is still chained up. Um, in the cell because of his freak out at Asher last episode and because of, you know, Navy is gone. So he's completely chained up. Uh, they can't even talk to him. And so they're kind of like worrying. Duro and Agron are like, all right, so like, what are we going to do? And Spartacus is like, don't worry. Like, opportunity will present itself. He's like so calm about it. Yeah. Doesn't he say something like being the champion affords its, you know, perks pretty perks, much? Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, he is pretty confident. I did have a I guess I was when I was watching that scene like in the beginning when before Spartax is even talking to Agron and like you know, he has that moment where he can't convince who what's his name again? He can't convince the fugitive guy uh Roscoe's Roscoe's to join the cause, so he like has to ask Doctor to ask the, the guards right. to go over and train, right? And like the more I thought about it, the more that makes sense that that would be the state that the Ludus is in because not because Solely because the the Romans are there and they're just like being hard asses. But at the end of last episode, when um, Badiatus was like talking to Lucretia and they were whipping Crixus and stuff, he was saying like, "All right, like it's time to start getting like a handle on this thing." So I don't think that the Romans being there was just like, like it wasn't just they have to go through the Romans to do. I think Badiatus set this up on purpose. Like, yeah, like we're everyone's going two levels deep and through authority to do anything around here now because of all the shit that went down when Glaber was here. Yeah, and he did say last episode he's going to be ruling with an iron yeah, fist that, now. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So I was thinking more and more about it because I was really kind of annoyed that why the fuck would anyone care what the Romans have to say here Like when they're in like the, such a structured, like historical place of gladiator training, but it makes sense because most likely Badiatus said, like even Doctoris, you have to go through the even like the guards right. and stuff. Right. Yeah, but real quick sidebar, let's talk about him being like so like... He literally decides that he's going to make this plan, and you're saying, like, oh, you know, we'll get Crixus on our side. Don't worry about it. He's always like that for every single plan he has, and they're all ridiculous plans. So I didn't know how this was going to work, you know, but, I mean. <laughs> Calm, cool, and collected, baby. I mean, that was my biggest quarrel with Spartacus at the begin towards the beginning of the series. I was, I just thought, this guy's biting off way more than he's capable oh, yeah. of chewing and as the series progressed he kept getting away with this shit and uh now i'm just rolling with it i'm like all right spartacus is escaping <laughs> i'm all in yeah super optimistic but he'll take care of it it's the finale mm -hmm. it's just like if he has a sword in his hand unless he's just wildly outnumbered and like people have like uh arrows aimed at him and stuff like spartacus is just confident he's gonna outlive it you know like he's... or doctor he's scared of doctor yeah and doctor is the only other as person he should that... be. Yeah, exactly hell exactly. yeah as he should be so I think the last thing we see here is Spartacus is talking to Duro and Agron, and then they look over and they see the Roman guard completely beating the crap out of one of the other gladiators. So you can tell, and the Roman guard says something like, he's like, oh, did I tell you to stand up? And then like whoops him again in the face with a club. So right. they're completely just abusing 
the gladiators. Um, yeah, if it sounded like I was defending their presence there earlier, still fuck them guys. Like they're, they're still <laughs> the equivalent of like Glabber's hands in the house body out. So fuck them all. Yeah, they're yeah. pieces of crap. Yeah. Um, I'm- I mean, that leads right into our boy, Doc Torre. He's requesting a meeting with Badiatis because pretty much what Paul just said, he's telling him that, you know, the Roman guards are being overly hostile, and he's defending his gladiators. He's saying, you know, they're suffering for it. And Badiatis tells him that it's a necessary evil so they can have Glaber's support and patronage, and he needs to accept it because Badiatis wants to be a politician, and he's moving up in the world. Yeah, he's not going to have any time to still be running this little— I mean, not even little, but this this just Ludus in Capua when he's thinking, like, he's thinking Rome. Like, he's going to Rome. Like, right. he's going to start grinding through the levels of the Roman ranks to try and get up there. So Wait, not we, only do we see the room of busts with matching penises. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, oh. yeah, we learned that uh, Badiatis wants to offer Dr. Ray the Lenista ship of, of the Ludus. Yeah, can we just get, like, a six-episode season what could have been and it just doctor a down with that as lanista like that would have been the coolest thing dude if anybody deserves their freedom and to be a lanista if that's what they want doctor a yeah i mean it would have been phenomenal to watch yeah spoiler alert he doesn't really become lanista well (laughs) the ludus doesn't really Keep being a Ludus after this episode. It's it's just something else entirely. But we'll we'll get to that. I had a pretty big issue with this scene, um, like with Body Odyssey and uh Doctor's conversation because like I think it's this scene, right, that he confronts him, he yep. puts he puts for for the last time, he throws on the, the Doctor Doctore yeah. hat or Detective Doctore hat, my guy. <laughs> what if he was a doctor too? <laughs> doctor Detective Doctore's hat on and uh starts questioning Body Odyssey and for some reason, this felt a little, like, kind of a anticlimactic. Like, he just, like, kind of just threw information at him and just let Badiatis do what he does. He's, like, even... Badiatis even stopped and, like, he thought his gears were turning. Yeah. He's like, how am I going to spin this? It's like, why did he even give him the chance to do that? That didn't really sit well with me, especially because of how smart Doctore has been this entire season. It's just, like... I don't know. What do yeah. you guys think? Just I'm a just, little soft. Yeah, um, I mean, I honestly, you know, the reason why, you know this whole conversation comes about is because Badiatis tells him he's going to be a Lanista and he's thinking he's going to get all this gratitude and and Doctor is kind of just like staying quiet, may giving him a little look and Badiatis says what's what's the deal, you know, and that's where he asks him. I kind of took it like maybe, you know, I I mean I definitely thought he should have like you know, argued back or fought back a little bit, but I th- took it kind of like he was like, "All right, I'm taking in the facts, maybe we'll deal with this later." kind of deal. You know, always he, he did kind of blindside him with it. I mean, how it happened is right when he, right when Badiatis told Doctore, Doctore hesitated, and then he said, uh, "I have heard rumors." And Badiatis has a cool line, and it's like, "We'll let them come spill. to light or something." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says something cool in the yeah. way they speak, and then he says, uh, "You talk about giving me freedom. I heard Barca once wanted his freedom." And that he actually died by your hand. So he like really did just kind of throw it all out there. He didn't try to do like the trap, trap you in the like. And didn't even name Asher. drop Asher at this point, like saying like, did he? Mm. Did he? Well, bring he does. Asher? He does. I'm pretty sure he says, uh, "What was Asher's part?" Yeah. Right a- after Bodyatus, and then literally Bodyatus is like, "Don't worry about it." No, no. Bodyatus says that 
Badiata says he sent Barca to send a simple message to the magistrate's family, but instead he murdered them all. Like, yeah, get the another fuck lie. Out of yeah, here, right. Man. Anyone that knows Barca, especially Detective Doctore, is going to know that there's no way Barca would have done that. Barca was like low key kind of kind. Like, he was like a good person, he especially had birds. Petri- uh, Pe- 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 Petros. 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 Yeah, like. Barco never would have done that. Like, and it, it, that didn't even raise any red flags. We, eh, whatever. I, I kind of got over it, but... I back my boy, Doc Torrey, and I'm taking it that he the red flags were all up in that head, and he and he's going to deal with it later. But, yeah, he also... No. One of the last things that Badiata says is that, like, my guy is currently drawing up the papers for your freedom. So, like, there's no guarantee to it. So we could be hanging, like, you know, dangling that in front of him. Like, just watch your step, bro, because I got, like, I have your freedom right here. And if Didn't you go, he any, say that you go any farther before he called him out? No, that's like, I think that's the last thing that he says. Well, he's he because oh, yeah, he, he kind of uses it like a little bit. Yeah, because like, I, I the picture diversion. I have is like Batiatis because he like when he's thinking he walks away from Anameas exactly, yeah. and he's like looking out the window a little bit, and then <laughs> yeah. he crosses back across him to leave, and then he drops that line. I okay. Think. I don't know. Overall, whatever. Doctor Doctor was a great Doctor Doctor. I had I called I called him Animaeus right there too. I was getting into characters yeah. about the honest. Well, that's where we first find out, right? Or is that a little bit later? No, that's the first name drop. Yeah. He said, oh, yeah, "You know, you'll yeah. be called by your free man's name, Animaeus." Right. And we've been uh, at least the the vets have been referring to him as Animaeus this whole podcast. But I I just assumed that they said it pretty early, and I just didn't pick up on it. And but... I've been I've been purposely like looking for it, and I was gonna say I didn't yeah. realize like, yeah. I didn't see it ever. So you said it when we watched too. You looked and you're like that was the that first was time yeah. that you called him that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to fucking use it later at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool ass name, man. Oh like, yeah, man, use that. So is Doctor though. So is Detective Doctor. <laughs> so is, so is Doctor Dr. Detective Doctor. Yeah, I, I guess now that I'm thinking about the first time I watched it, I probably just like you guys would have just thought his name was Doctor the entire time. Mm-hmm. They definitely, they definitely say throughout the season that Doctor in a like they use it as a title as well. Like yeah. you can tell, like the Doctor of this Ludus. But so I guess we could assume that wasn't his actual name. But yeah, this is the first real name drop for him. Right, I think is that is that everything we get out of this specific scene? Yeah, yeah. Badiatis somehow convinces Doctor not to worry about it, and then he goes. Badiatis goes to talk to Lucretia. Wait, before that, didn't we miss? Did we miss when Spartacus talks with Mira? That's no, later. No, that's later. That's later. Because Spartacus talks to Badiatis and requests Mira. Yeah, that's that's literally it's two later. scenes from now. It's later. So yeah. So okay. right now, I think the next scene we have is Badiatis talking to Lucretia on the balcony, and they're t- and he's saying they're gonna have a son. She says, "How are you so you know sure it's gonna be a son?" And he says, "The gods are blessing us," you know. Um, and they're talking about the celebration of Glaber's pa- patronage. Um, you know, they have Alithia bringing in the elite, so they want to make sure they satisfy the elite, and they want to, they, they know that there's only one thing that they have that others don't, and that's the exclusive throwdown of the boy Spartacus, and Lucretia's the one who says, well, let's, uh, put in Crixus, you know, let's give him a shot at it, and, and Badiatis, obviously, from last episode, or was it two episodes ago, but knows the deal, and he told her, like, you know, you know, you need to back off Crixus, you know, I'm, we're done with that now that you're going to be, uh, you know, the mother of my child. But she says, no, no, we need, you know, we need to get, it. this is a good fight, you know, but we got to make sure Crixus loses, we can let him fade from memory. And then they talk about ensuring Spartacus will win the contest. And let me, let me ask you two new guys, Brian and Jimmy, did you... 
Like, what did you think her actual intentions were? Did you think, like, she was just on team, like, I fucking hate Crixus now, and she wanted to actually mm. do that? Or what did, did you think there was, like, a double... No, I think she was forcing herself to act against Crixus, even though she was conflicted. I think she... She just probably feels like shit right now because she had legit feelings for Crixus and just found out that he did not reciprocate them in the slightest. Well, shit, I mean, so Kyle had legit feelings for her, for Crixus right now. I was going to say, yeah, I have feelings for Crixus, <laughs> not Lucretia. Sorry, both, don't we all? For <laughs> both I guess of I have feelings of jealousy <laughs> yeah. towards Lucretia. <laughs> There's a lot of feelings going around in this room right now. Um, <laughs> One really yeah. cool detail um, at the beginning of that scene so Badiatis, I believe they start out in their bedroom and kind of proceed to the balcony as they're talking. But while they're in there, Badiatis comes in. He's practicing his speech that he's going to give to them. Is that this scene now or is that a little bit later? I think it's now. And he's saying, you know, because we're going to have him um, yeah, yeah, and you're we right, can decide right. this fight, he's practicing his speech on Lucretia and says, you know, the gods have showered the house of Badiatis with great fortunes. And one little cool little detail is Lucretia says, ah, use blessings instead of fortunes because uh, fortunes gives the connotation of money. And the first line of this episode was that line. It was Badiatis giving the speech to the entire Ludus, and he said, the gods have showered the house of Badiatis with blessings. So it was a little cool, Uh, like, reward. Yeah, I I definitely, even after... That was the first time I heard it is when you brought that up on our last watch, and I was like, "That's that's pretty cool." Yeah, it was just a little reward for like the avid like watching watchers. it for a second time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And shout out to the writers on that one. Yep. Yeah, and I'm and I mean during this talk when they're talking about making sure Spartacus is going to win, do they specifically say yet that it's going to be poison, or is he just saying Ash is going to take care of it pretty much, or we'll we'll figure it out? No, they, they definitely don't name drop they don't poison. Say it's poison. Right. They just said we got insured loses, right. so you you assume they're gonna do something. And like Badiatis had that like little line to Asher, and he was just like, or maybe it was Asher. What they were when they were talking to each other, one of them brings it up and just holding the vial, and he's like, it's crazy how like such a little amount of liquid can topple a legend or something like that. Yeah, yeah right. Asher, right after he um, eyes up Aurelia. Aurelia, Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ, man. Asher, what a snake, dude. Yeah, he's a snake. Uh, yeah, but before that, uh, Badiatis calls in Spartacus and tells him the news that he's to fight his arch-rival Crixus. Mm-hmm. And Spartacus is like, oh, okay, we're going to be in the villa, like, displayed in front of everybody again? So, and he's, he's asking him really specific questions, and I'm surprised Badiatis didn't, like, hesitate at all, or he, I guess he didn't think about it. Badiatis has his head in yeah. other places. Oh, yeah. He is not focused. He just told Doctor, I don't want to care about the gladiators an- anymore. You're the Laniste yeah, now. True. I'm out of here. He is. He thinks he is signed, sealed, delivered, going to Rome. He he doesn't give a. He just thinks this is a formality, and then he gets to begin his new life. So yeah. he he's not paying attention. I mean, pull, after pulling off the Salonius thing, man, you got to be riding high, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Seriously, like. Badiatis is thinking that he's living his best life right now. He's going through the formalities. All he has to do is, you know, present Spartacus and Crixus, make this, have a lithia, say this, like, prepared speech for them, and then it's just up and up from here. Mm-hmm. He's not thinking, he's no longer, like, he, he's not thinking about any of the gladiators at this point. Meanwhile, Spartacus is plotting, scheming, and he says, you know, there's no fun in slaughtering an already injured animal. Like, why don't you let Crixus... Regain like return to training 
and that way it'll like better it'll be more of a show for the viewers and body Otis is like wow dude you are just so, so good hard. yeah he's yeah. like i'm so yeah. proud you of you truly yeah. have fucking head for one of these things <laughs> yeah yeah crixus now of course he was like oh like don't worry like i'll figure it out and this is how he's figuring it out crixus is coming back yeah, so Badiatis agrees, but he says, you know, only to train. Crixus can only come out of his chains when it's time to tr- to train. Um, otherwise, he's going to be stuck in his cell. And then, Luke, this is where he, where Spartacus also says, you know, I need to meet with uh, my girl for a little bit. <laughs> what does he say? Uh, there are things I crave more, more than, than sleep. sleep. Yeah, and that was funny because I was talk- when we were watching together, I was like, He's not asking for sex. He needs her to do something. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah yep. we were watching it, and, like, you know, it just switches the scenes, and they're making out, and, yeah, you were like, all right, now what's he going to ask her to do? <laughs> like, yeah, they're faking the makeout because the roaming guard right, is watching Right, because he's watching, them. right. And okay, then, okay, that was a real makeout. I mean, yeah. it was a real makeout. There was, there was a second reason for it. No. It wasn't going no. anywhere if it was up to Spartacus, so. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. Gonna yeah. stop at first base. One yeah, of my favorites. So as soon as they know that they're alone in the cell and the guard's not watching, Spartacus pretty much starts to tell her the plan, and he's trying to get her on his side. Um, and he explains still, you know, she's asking about his wife again, and he explains, like, how much he loved her. What does he say? She was the sun, and it'll never, that it was set, and it'll no, never, never rise, rise again. again. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> This is crazy that, you know, she agrees and she's like, but I have one condition. <laughs> you must make love to me, you know, and the way you made love to Sura, show me the same love. And it's like, oh, damn, I guess I'll do it. Yeah. Spartacus <laughs> makes the best deal in the history of deals <laughs> yeah. of all time. Still holds today in 2020 from ancient Roman times. <laughs> the best deal. Oh, man. Mira wow. would never make it as a GM. No, 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 no. Well, maybe it's the Browns. <laughs> I mean, she got what she wanted. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess. All right, so now we have, we're at... Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not going to talk about the sex no, no, scene? Oh, all right, play-by-play, Paul. Hit it. No, no. Just, <laughs> we didn't see anything, guys. We just see Spartacus get ready to mount, and then we just... Right there was some very scene. sensual kissing, and then... You just side pan, and we've seen what Spartacus can do. So, so you know she's going to do her job well. Let's whatever let's, it is. let's debate now that you guys have the full first season under your belt. Like, is there anyone at this table that wants to fight right now? Because I still stand on Sura over Mira. How, how in terms of looks? Like, just in oh, terms of looks. looks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like who's 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 better for Spartacus and who's hotter? Like, what do you, give me some thoughts here? Okay, better I'm, better for Spartacus is Sura. She can talk to the gods, man. Okay, okay. I, I agree with that and that reason, actually. Yeah. That, so we're in? We're all yeah. in? Mira? I mean, uh, Sura over Mira? Because I feel like Kyle's not in on that. I don't know. On, I don't pure, know. on pure looks, you are Big Mira guy. <laughs> absolute beautiful woman. Yeah. But I, I prefer Mira to Sura, and I have no arguments of, you know, agree to disagree on that one. First watch, Sura. I was a young boy. <laughs> so Sarah comes in first episode, titties out, rocks my world. <laughs> and then Six Yeah, it's like, oh, she dies, which is terrible, sad. And then it's like, how could it get better? And then Spartacus immediately latches on to the next hottest girl in the show. <laughs> and then I think throughout the rest of the well, season one Spartacus doesn't latch on. He gets yeah, she okay, okay, yeah, opposite yeah, yeah, yeah. of that. But starts hitting that <laughs> and I was full in on Mira, so I'm a big Mira guy. Yeah. I mean, I I like Mira, dude. I do like Mira, but I think Sir is better for him. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. 
just wanted to get that out there. But don't like Beat Tom people said, forget man, about beautiful how women, great Sura was, and because Mir's awesome, Mir's like probably the second best choice in the entire show, but Sura's number one. I like Navia. She's a strong woman. We didn't get enough Sura for me to like be that compelled by. Like, well, he, it's I unfortunate. Mean, I think she's in like four or five episodes though, which is actually How something many... I didn't remember. Like she's off the top only of my like head. alive and interacting okay, with Spartacus yeah. in real time in the first episode. Right. The others are dreams, which isn't really her, and the other and ones. And her a death scene, man. She was alive then. But the they dreams, talk, I mean, though. she just. Yeah, she, it's a compliment talk. to her. The she, dreams. She's so great that he just constantly dreams about her. Yeah. Was how many dreams was Mirren? None. A hard zero. Ton of mine. <laughs> ton, of, ton of Kyle's. Ton of Kyle's. All right. Sorry for distracting. Yeah, a lot of my sixteen-year-old dreams. Um. What were we talking about? I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, the next scene we get is back in the Ludus, I believe. Unless mm. unless it goes back to the flashback. But I don't think so. Not yet. No, not yet. No, so, I... yeah, they're, they're showing Spartacus training with uh, Robinus? Uh, Ra- I can't even remember. Yeah, Robinus, I guess his name is. I can't even remember his name. But he cricks t- his... Takes that spear and are you talking about Spartacus or Crixus here? Oh, it is Crixus, Crixus is is sparring or you know going up against Ravenous and he just smashes the staff right in half, shows him what's good. But but the big part would be Spartacus. He's telling uh, the plan to Duro and Agron, letting them know that you know what Badiatis told him so that they can set it all up. So then Doctore says, uh, you know, rest and eat. You know, and that was when Luke said, like, damn, their life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we begin at, at noon sun, something like that. Like, just straight up just training again. Like, their lives well, are just... It, after noon sun passes, so it could yeah, be worse. Yeah, Solid one thirty. Yeah, but I mean, like... it's not the height of the sun. <laughs> Eat your half portion of rice and moldy bread, and then yeah. get right back out. Now, B-Toms, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but this mm-hmm. is one of my uh, favorite scenes coming up, and I think you're so good at, at explaining. The scene between Crixus and Spartacus, when, they, when he's trying to explain to him the plan, and he wants him to join him. Slightly before we get, but right before we get to that, I just want to point out that, like when you when you said you saw Crixus right before this, Crixus was like breaking the spear of the other Gaul, and he was like basically looking like he's in prime shape. Yeah. So it's just, you know, like it's the writer's way of just saying like this this Navia thing lit a fire under his ass. Like yep. he doesn't give a shit anymore. He's not hurt even a little bit. Like he's pretty much at peak condition. I mean, I only and I guess during their talk, he literally says like you're looking like you weren't even whipped the other day. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spartacus says that to Crixus. Yeah. So we, yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, when they're taking off all their pads, Spartacus goes over to sit down next to Crixus. Um, this is like the most epic bro, not really like bro talk, but kind but of bro, bro, bro talk. Yeah. Bro, come on. Yeah. Um, this is, I feel like this is one of the only times in the series that Crixus and Spartacus like. It's the only time Crixus addresses Spartacus where he's not being petty and he kind of, like, cuts the act of the champion of Capua and, like, talks to him as an equal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I appreciated that because Crixus, you know, Crixus is like onions. Onions are like ogres. Ogres, onions, and Crixus, they all have layers, you know? (laughs) Like, you're just peeling back the layers to Crixus. (laughs) I had no idea where you were going with that one. Yeah, I keep guessing. You know I do. Uh, 
What even happens in this scene? Talking <laughs> 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 about onions. Uh, so, yeah, Spartacus and Crixus talk. Spartacus essentially breaks down the plan for escape. He says, hey, this is what we're doing. It's happening. Well, like, before he even gets that out, like, Crixus is like, oh, like, my other gulls, Roscoe's already told me, like, you're crazy. That's right. Yeah, Crixus is privy to it. But Spartacus says, we, we need you for this to work. And Crixus is resilient. I don't think he's opposed to it, but he's kind of playing the honor card again and says, no, I want to achieve my freedom in the arena. And I want to win back the coin, you know, win the coin needed to find and, and free Navia as well. Yeah, and he pretty much says, straight up like how am i gonna find navia if i'm being hunted mm-hmm. like a dog by the romans you know how does your plan help me <clears throat> which is reasonable because spartacus's whole thing is he was gonna play on the emotional appeal of wanting to get back to navia but he's like bro like this isn't gonna help this is only gonna hurt me i'm gonna be one of the most wanted people in the entire in in all of capua like how am i supposed to help my girl uh, Spartacus then confides in Crixus, you know, the truth about Sora and how Badiatus ordered him dead and warns him, you know, feel free to toil around here in the Ludus as long as you like, but he he ordered the death of my wife. What's not to say he wouldn't do the same for Navia? Like, and it's, you could just tell that it visibly, like, struck a nerve with Crixus because that's, like, definitely. one of the only things that he can relate to Spartacus on, like, on, like, a personal level. You know, and I and I just want to say too, like now that we know everything from the first twelve and you know a quarter episodes of the season, like Asher was given Navia as like the gift or whatever in quotations. But now that that whole thing went down last episode, you know, Navia's punishment is I'm going to cut your hair and and make you go away. But she has so many of Lucretia and Badiatus' secrets. Like, I mean, I know that you could just say, all right, she's a slave, we're not going to listen. But why not just kill her at this point if you're Badiatus or Lucretia? Because literally all she could do for them is cause problems. Uh, Great point. Uh, It's hard for me to answer that because, like, where they do send her, we don't find out till season three. And it kind of was to a situation that wouldn't hurt them. If that, okay. I don't, I don't want right. to we'll get season, yeah, season we'll three, meaning like it's, it's the season cool. after the. I prequel. see what you're saying and why you think that, but just it's, okay. it's not like a plot hole. Okay, all yeah. right, that's fine. Yeah, so Crixus's is, main goal is to find and rescue Navia, and Spartacus's main goal is to kill Badiatus. So you know they just come to the. I think Spartacus says then we have conflicting goals, and Crixus says it, it would appear so. You know. Spartacus says one of us must die tomorrow. He's Crixus says, uh, I fear it was always meant to be something like that. They embrace do the infamous gladiator. Says, says, uh, we would we could have been brothers in another uh, life. We could have been, uh, but not this not one. This we one. could have been brothers in another life. Um, and they they make this pact wherein Spartacus says, if I am to fall tomorrow, well, Crixus says it first. He says, I would hope that. If I were to fall tomorrow, then you would find Navia for me. And Spartacus says, and I would hope that if it were me to fall, then you would take Badiatus's head. What and then they scene. do the the handshake. And it was awesome. It was perfect because, so awesome. you know, they both like meant it. And that was the first sign of mutual respect between the two. You, you know, they obviously knew or we as the audience knew that they respected each other enough to become each other's nemesis. You right. know, Spartacus isn't going to. Or Crixus rather wouldn't pick a fight with anybody who's not on his level. So right. it, it was it was just nice to see the culmination of both of their character building and in, into this. It, it was a great scene. Yeah, and I'm going to use that handshake from now on for the rest of my <laughs> life. 
Uh, I might be jumping the gun here a little bit, but when do we get the next conversation with Agron about Crixus? It's not this next scene that we get the conversation with Spartacus and Agron where basically Spartacus says, like, yeah, he's not in. Right. And then we... Agron's like, well, what are we going to do? And then that's when Spartacus brings up. He's like, they're going to, after I kill Crixus, they're going to seize the moment and all the Gauls will jump in because there's only going to be one champion standing. Right. Is that? That's coming up. That's there's a... still a little bit with Asher. That two we... scenes. Yeah. Yeah, two scenes. My bad. Uh, it's all one. good because, I mean, pretty much it's the next scene with Spartacus. But, okay. you know, the next scene that we have is Asher with Badiatis. Uh, and this is where I guess Asher actually brings the poison into what you were saying, where they didn't talk about it before, but they were talking about it now, showing him the poison, saying, "I'm not going to kill him directly, just to weaken weaken him enough to allow Spartacus to gain advantage." And and our boy, the legend Crixus, and then Badiatis commands him to put it in Crixus's drink and give it to him when he's about to eat his meal when he's chained up in his cell. Like I said earlier, this was the scene where Aurelia was walking out of Badiatis' office, and Asher is just eyeing her up and down the entire time, and says to Badiatis, Varro had a good eye. Like, he's moving, like, he has no respect whatsoever. Well, he did just lose his wife. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Was it his wife? I don't know. Poor poor Asher. I mean, we get right into the next Asher scene here, where he's preparing the meal for Crixus. And he's flirting with Aurelia, you know, all up in her shit. And uh, he subtly says to Aurelia that Crixus is not going to win. And he keeps like... Aurelia was saying, you know, I hope Crixus kills Spartacus for what he did to Varro. And Asher was like, "Ah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think this is the time. I don't think Spartacus will fall on this day. Yeah, so he continues to hit on Aurelia, and then Mir comes in and says she's needed, so Aurelia leaves, and then Asher puts the poison in. Now's your spot, Luke. Okay, so I don't even have to touch on it again, but this is where we finally get— where where Spartacus starts distributing the knowledge that, you know, Crixus is not in on the plant. Yeah, and also they do say—this is where Agron is telling Duro, like, stay with me, I'll protect you, and Duro's saying, mm-hmm. no, man— I'm gonna do this myself. You know, I'm not the. I'm not gonna have your protection. You don't need to hold my hand, pretty much. Spartacus has to tell them to stop, like literally yelling I about know, their plans to escape <laughs> when Doctory's like hovering over them. Plus all the Roman guards that are around. That, yeah, you yeah. Know. And it is hilarious because they are being so loud. It's like, dude, you're literally sitting in a quiet like yeah. huddle, like all on your knees. And Doctory's our boy, Detective Doctore, open ears, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Agron talks a little shit, doesn't he? What yeah. does he say? Spartacus, like, yeah, Spartacus says, like, oh my don't God. speak so loudly. And then Agron's like, oh, like, I'd love to kill Doctoria. Yeah. Or, whatever. or, like, I'd I love f- to, like, cut the arm that holds that whip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, and Spartacus says that he's an honorable man, honorable man and he won't have him die. And, and dude, he wouldn't kill him anyway, man. <laughs> yeah, no way. <laughs> you kidding yeah. me? Tiro and Agron and the rest of the Ludus versus Doctore. Dude, if Doctore got that arm chopped off, he would turn into Dr. Doctore, <laughs> so mend it up, <laughs> and kill him with one arm. <laughs> nah, he just attached the foot. He would just stuff. beat him to death with his now detached arm. Yeah. Jesus, man. Uh, yeah, so now we're still, like, we're still in that scene, kind of, and... Again, like Luke was saying earlier, you know, they have to ask for permission, not just from Doctore, but from the Roman guards. And Spartacus sees Aurelia, so he says, I need to get some water. So they give him that permission. So Spartacus goes up to Aurelia, and he tells her that, you know, shit's going to go down. She needs to get somewhere safe. 
And, you know, Aurelia is saying, you know, ever since Varro's dead, you know, there is no safety for me. There's no safe place. You know, and he's trying to say, like, I feel guilty. And still, from what we're saying in the last couple episodes, she still is just like, F you, man. Like, I had to, like, yell up at the sky. I just looked at the ceiling and said to myself, Aurelia has got to get on Team Spartacus. <laughs> like, did. I'm so tired of this. Like, he is spoon-feeding her. It wasn't me. It was this little punk-ass kid yep. who turned fun sport in, like, an exhibition into death. Like, it didn't need to happen. I didn't want it to happen. And Aurelia's not having any of it. Right. It's so annoying. But it is important that that is the moment when she finds out yes, that... Uh, it was Numerius. Numerius was the one that that ordered Spartacus to kill Varro in, like, a friendly sport. It should not have happened. Now Aurelia has that knowledge in the back of her head. Right. Aurelia also alludes right. to the fact that she saw Asher poisoning Crixus. Right. So, she's saying... so Spartacus now knows right. that Crixus is going to be at a disadvantage in the fight. Exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, she also said, like, oh, is that is that what you did to Varro? Is that how you beat Varro? Did you poison him, too? And he said, I had no hand in e any of this, you know? Right. Our boy, most honorable man, dude. I was going to say, that's offensive me? that she would even think Varro could touch Spartacus, to be honest. Bro, like, really? Varro was the man. shit about shit. Yeah, Varro was the man. Varro was a beast. Great tag team. Great but shield holder. On, Spartacus is the best fighter in the whole fucking ever. Oh, yeah. Well, Prime um, Crixus has something to say uh, about that. Doctor, but, yeah, yeah, doctor. Well, you know, come on. Gonna get higher. <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene, uh, we get a guard bringing Crixus his food, his poison food, and you know the door closes behind, and Crixus is about to drink, and all of a sudden, Lucretia pulls a Batman, and all yeah. of a sudden she's in the doorway without making any noise. They're coming in. Um, so and true. We're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I literally thought it was. Like, <laughs> I literally thought it was like a vision or something. She just jumped into the scene. So Lucretia's there just to kind of see see Crixus one last time before basically he's executed and to really get closure on the situation. Um, she goes in and she ends up telling Crixus, you know, I'm I'm pregnant and, you know, like I could feel the blood of a champion like flowing through me. And Crixus has a gr great quote and he says something along the lines of, there are times I've often dreamt of uh, having a child with Navia. Yeah. And you can see... Like, her face lit up when he was starting to talk about the child. Mm -hmm. But then the second she says Na he says Navia, she's like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And then one last time, she says, you know, was there anything between us to which she was like, no. And as she's walking out, he goes to sit from the poison cup. And real quickly, she goes, Crixus, and you don't really know what she's going to do. You don't, like... Right. I thought she was going to stop him, to be honest. I thought that they're, yeah, same. you know... And she hits him with the, I never intended it to end this way. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, he drinks down, man. Yeah, he chugs it. Yeah, so he's he's got the poison in him. Unfortunate for Crixus. So now, I guess, we're at the celebration. Uh, so... Is this where, well, I guess, did we skip over we, the part we, where... There was probably another there was a scene that we kind of skipped, like, it would, when they went back. Well, I think that we missed the scene with Alithia where Lucretia was telling her, like, this is the words that you need to say word for word. We definitely... From Glaber's mouth. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, we missed that, but, but pretty much, you know, we get the celebration starting... The elite Romans are showing up. We have Sextus, his wife... 
Amelia. I don't know if that's exactly how to say it. But anyway, it's Alithia who, who set that all up. Uh, Badiatis makes his presentation, and he commands Crixus and Sparkus to start. So now we're that was kind of the flashback to the first scene. Um, and then we get the fight, correct? To I, start? Yeah, I think so. I think we actually... This is this was this is probably like the third time we jump back to. It. I think we missed the second time, but yeah, like this is them. Now we have all the information. We know that Crixus is going is poisoned at this point. We know that um, you know, like Spartacus knows Crixus is not going to be in on this plan, so he's going to try and actually kill Crixus to gain the trust of the other Gauls. Um, and then basically the only uh, obstacle left is Doctore. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things of note while while Badiatis is. Given his, you know, the celebration is starting and Badiatis is talking before he says, let's let the fighting begin. This is where Alithia does give that speech, and it's pretty much like obviously written straight up from Badiatis and, and uh, Lucretia. And I don't have the exact lines from it, but, you know, hilariously written to, to give Badiatis and, and uh, Lucretia their props from Glaber himself. The final line was something along the lines of, Glaber saying how he could not speak highly enough of Badiatis for all that he has done for Capua and how he wants Badiatis to, um, you know, follow and try getting into political office, to which one of the higher-ups turned to Badiatis and said, oh, like, I had no idea you had any interest in politics. The body artist is like, oh, I didn't really at all until Glaber brought it up. <laughs> so yeah, what, what's God the position damn. that he's given? It's uh, like odd deal. Yeah, uh, something, something with an A. Odd deal is one level below magistrate. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I think it's the first time that they they drop. Like we haven't met someone with this title. I right, don't think, right. or at least it hasn't been said by name. Which um. You know, like I, I always recognize like Praetor and Magistrate, but like what right. they call Body they I think it's only ever mentioned in this scene because I don't, I it doesn't like stick with me. Or yeah, and the other thing we get is, you know, I, I believe it's as Spartacus and Crixus are getting ready to square off. Mira asks to go get some wine, and Lucretia says, no, make someone else do it. I need you here with me. And then she gives Spartacus the sign like, no, nah, I can't, I can't help you right now. Right, and then she slips away soon. She after, does eventually though. slip I think, away. I think yeah. it's because she picks up that Lucretia is very invested in the drama of the fight. Mm -hmm. She's like focused on what's going to happen to Crixus. She's just like, yeah, she just so, says YOLO and bounces. Like, I gotta go. It's yeah, the whole plan hinges on me being able to do this. So exactly, and this while this is going on, um, there's a little chatter going on between Alithia um, and Numerius. <laughs> And Alithia says something along the lines of Crixus is putting up more of a fight than Varro. And Numerius was like, Varro, he was nothing. Yeah. Or something like that. And Aurelia's right behind, and she hears that. Right. Alithia says, poor Varro never stood a chance, and then shoots the look over at Numerius just to be like, yeah, we made sure he never had a chance. <laughs> He's like, I'll never forget that night. <laughs> Unbelievable. I think there was another in line in there as well um, where uh, Lucretia says something where he, along those lines of, you know, Crixus surprises until the very end. So she's kind of watching Crixus slowly weaken as the poison's hitting, and she's fully invested into it. She thinks she's going to watch him die. 
Yeah, and I that's mean, when Mira. Right. I mean, there's chatter, like you said. People are wa- like wondering why it's a you know why Spartacus isn't taking care of him yet. Why Crixus is actually showing he's a, he's looking good, you know. So I mean, that's where we're at now. We're at the we're at the fight. They're they're throwing down. They seem pretty even right now. I don't. In the beginning, we don't see any. I didn't notice the poison. Um, you know, I was watching every single technique. It looked picture perfect, man. <laughs> Just like um, Dr. Torre taught you. Yes, just like Dr. Torre taught me. Um, but then, yeah, we quickly get to the part where Mira, Mira walks out. She she goes down under the Ludus. Goes to, yeah to where the gate is right. and the wine, like where the, all that's held. Right, and then she sees the guard there, so she drops the the uh, the wine vase. Wine, wine like vase, yeah, and then gives him a nice stab in the neck for good measure. Right to the jugular. Yep. That was a cool scene by Mira. She's, I mean, she's, she's a smart character, very like resourceful. Point, yeah, yeah, she she's on Team Spartacus, Every, and well, I respect that. Everything was riding on that moment too. I mean, if she couldn't kill that guard, if she got caught, I mean, the gates wouldn't have been open. Yeah, and then the gladiators would have been fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Spartacus gets up onto the balcony, like he you know, <laughs> threw a hand down, sort of picking him up slowly. Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> that was an important. You know that was a that was basically Mira jumping both feet into the deep end. She's fully in on this on this rebellion now. So she gives it flashes back to the fight, and it's kind of a a funny little shot of her like waving to Spartacus yeah. with a bloodied hand just to let him know it's on. More than that, there was like blood on her neck yeah. and her face. Spartacus like, yeah. does a lot of like looking at other things and doing other things in the middle of fights. Man, he's like, let me look up, see what's going on up there. Let me he see what's going on. Yeah, he's like, let, he has to let the fight go on a little long because shit needs to happen in the background a little bit you gotta be paying attention right. and also Crixus, i think man. even numeria says like why is he t- if someone says why is he taking so long and body is like let it breathe like the fight just right, started right, like, right. it's a spectacle come on like they're they're, they're gladiators they're, they're... fucking has head for this shit exactly <laughs> 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 but yeah so honestly i don't know about what you guys thought but as far as like one-on-one fights have been going this season like this was a little bit of like a basic kind of fight and obviously it was meant to be it wasn't supposed to be like a hardcore 100 percent spartacus versus 100 percent crixus but like it was like you know this is the first time where the fight is like the background yes. and everything that's going on in the background of the fight is the important yes. stuff right which you wouldn't expect when we finally get the crixus and spartacus exactly throw down there wasn't enough uh, electric guitar in this battle that's what it was if that, I disagree. I thought it was. There was a good <laughs> amount of electric guitar, <laughs> though. Yeah. So as the fight starts to continue, Crixus does eventually start to feel the effects of the poison. He's slowing down a little bit. Uh, they trade blows, wherein Spartacus causes Crixus's shield to kind of fall a little bit, kind of near the balcony, <laughs> and he also. Uh, you it was know, like a push kick and rolls him Cri- towards the balcony. Yeah. Well, yeah. even before that, the re- he tells Crixus. He says, yeah. like, they poisoned you. Before I mean, he even pushes him over there, mm-hmm. he's like, you're poisoned. Like, you're not going to win this fight, basically. like, Yeah, there's know. a few times during the fight where Sparkus is trying to say, you know, get on my side. I mean, yeah. there's one where he's on his back, let, and he's literally staying on his back so he can tell Crixus. Well, know, that's... That's why I emphasize that he lost his shield. That allows Spartacus to get, like, a chokehold grapple on him where okay. they can have, like, a private exchange. He says, they poisoned you. You can't win this fight if it's to the death. Join, join, my me, co- brother. join me, brother. Join yeah. me. And then 
Crisius just has this face, and at the end, it almost looks like he's trying to smile a little Crixus smile or something. And well, Spartacus, first, no, no, because no, he first, like when he, when Spartacus does, like kind of roll him, kick him over to towards the balcony. Spartacus or Crixus has his back to Spartacus, and he, Crixus looks up onto the balcony and just make. You could just see something click behind his head. He makes the realization that he's going to do this. He's going to jump in here. And right before that clinch happened, where they kind of. Um told each other, or Spartacus talked to Crixus, Crixus disarmed one of Spartacus's swords, right? Right. Flew over towards Agron. the gladiators, yeah. and Agron was eyeing it up real hard. Right. Yeah, and I was like, don't you jump out there too early, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't ruin everything. Oh, my so, God. So, B-Toms, Crixus looks up at the balcony. Looks up at the balcony. Ugh. Slowly <laughs> picks up the old shield, says, kind of under his breath, but kind of loud too at the same time he just goes spartacus yep. and he gives the shield a little pat 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 oh my god kneels down spartacus gets it right he <laughs> knows his finishing move is coming he just <laughs> sprints full force and what other finishing move would we have but the shield jump oh, onto oh the balcony god. we get the shield jump with the sun in the background spartacus <laughs> slow motion jump we go no oh, the five of us were screaming <laughs> watching this live and Jimmy was going, I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> well, also, I didn't realize it as much, like, the first couple times I'd seen it, but Crixus doesn't really give him any help. Like, that <laughs> is, what an athletic feat that is by Spartacus. <laughs> because Crixus is, I guess, providing, like, counterweight, yeah. like, on the back of just the Just allowing shield. him to jump. He's not giving them the push. <laughs> yeah! yeah. Right. Uh, granted, he's poisoned, but, like, that Dude. just, it's yeah. so funny. He jumps so fucking high. Michael Jordan from the free throw. Yeah, Honestly. yo, that scene is that it. specific scene is so goddamn Iconic, good. I just man. got chills talking about it. Holy shit! The background of the sunset and like the line of gladiators it's along just the like, cliff. You just it was felt great. The weight of so much character development, so much bromance between Crixus and Spartacus finally coming to fruition. Like that shield jump was straight up from Theocles. Like that was like, mm -hmm. oh my god, there was just so much good shit happening. <laughs> Yeah, they say when you die, like, your life flashes before your eyes, and this scene is definitely going to be one of those things that I see before I die. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at I'm watching it right now on Paul's phone on the table, and it's so fucking good. It's so freaking good. And he and Badiatis just has this look on his face like, holy fuck, what is <laughs> happening right now? Yeah, we talked about it in an earlier episode. I believe it was B-Toms. You were kind of making the distinction. It might have been you, Kyle. The... Ludus was kind of, you know, lower than the balcony. In the Ludus was the gladiators and the slaves. And, you know, above them, up on the balcony, is the higher-ups, the dominus, um, the guests. And there's such a difference between those two that watching Spartacus jump from the Ludus to the balcony after their tone has been set where, like, this is high, sophisticated area. Slaves aren't supposed to even be allowed to run around here the fact that spartacus jumps up there and just shatters that ceiling you can tell how intense that moment really is Super and you know symbolic, the consequences yeah. the consequences are immediate it's just an iconic shot so I, I love it what else can you say about it you know it, it was awesome it was like 
So as Spartacus, <laughs> as Spartacus is in the air, flying slow motion towards Badiatis, and he Badiatis is freaking out in his head real quick. He somehow has the reflexes to grab one of these these Sextus. nobles, Sextus, and just kind of shove him right in front of him. And that's where Spartacus' sword goes right through his face and like kind of you know sets that whole dramatic blood all over Badiatis's face. Everyone up there starts freaking out, screaming like, "What the fuck is happening?" The guy that his name's Sextus. Yeah. He's if I didn't have notes right in front of me, I wouldn't have remembered his name. He's nobody, but he instinctively grabs Asher as he gets stabbed through the head, just to reflect a <laughs> reflex. And they both kind of fall from the balcony onto the Ludus. So, and then what a great scene where Spartacus is going for the kill again, and Doctore man, oh yeah, with the whip just, just grabs his goddamn arm as he's going for that second stab right there. Yeah, and Spartacus like looks back and it's like, "You motherfucker!" Yep, like, yep. of course, it's this guy <laughs> that's stopping me inches away from getting what I want. So quickly, though, Crixus is there to cut the whip. That was the best. That moment was so good. Speaking of symbolism, too, I mean, that's a symbolic moment right there. Like, Crixus defying Doctor to that level. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, exactly. And they have a nice moment. And then at that point, isn't that when Crixus just starts screaming like, Yeah, he's the first one that says kill them all. Kill them all, baby. Agron and Duro just look at each other and go, Ah! Yeah, so this, like like Spartacus says, in one way or another, the gladiators are going to seize the, the moment. Luckily, though, it didn't mean that Crixus was dead and there was only one champion, but there was one champion remaining on the Ludus, and they already had half of the Ludus on Spartacus' side. The other half realized what was going on, and they joined. So all the gladiators are on team, you know, let's kill the masters. Except for Doctor right now. Right. right at this moment, Doctor is still resisting. Yeah. He's stopping some of the gladiators from killing the guards. With first. Exactly. Yeah. So, so basically, Doctor is the only the only obstacle. But at this point, Spartacus is already on the rails. Up oh, his, top. his kill count is like at least twelve. He's murdering yeah. all these guards. He's pushing them off the, the cliff. We get another cool cliff so, scene. Yeah. 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 Doro finds the set of keys, right? He start, they start well, locking their chains. Yeah, and then, then he gets killed. But well, yeah. I just want to say, fuck, bro? <laughs> I just, I just want to say too. I'm, I'm pretty sure, Brian, me and you were wrong on every prediction on who dies <laughs> and who stays alive yes. because yeah. we said we'll get to that no, okay right. well i'm just talking about this part because we said we thought agron would die and yeah. duro would stay alive for character development on duro but what happens is they get the keys they finally unlock themselves and duro gets killed and agron just freaks out yeah yeah, yeah. You, you see like all in the background like guards are fighting gladiators they're both taking casualties on both sides and then then this is when we have the uh the Animaeus and right. Chris. Yeah, yeah, that happens right. before right. the the death. Yeah. Because he looks at him and just screams, What is the meaning of this? Right. <laughs> Where's Batman? Grixis. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. is the meaning of this madness? And they kinda they converse and, and Crixus tells Doctor A that Badius ordered Sura's death. Badius. Badiatis. <laughs> For this far, you're going to say Badiatis. Excuse me. Someone take it from here. I'm done. I'm off the pod. <laughs> no, but that was that was like a huge moment for Animaeus, Doctore, when, when Crixus did start dropping the knowledge that, that Badiatis was the direct reason that Sura died in Crixus, in uh, Spartacus's hands. So, yeah. like, he, there's something was going on. Uh, there's something was going on behind 
Doctor's head right there, and he fought like Crixus. Like there was just like a moment where he's like, you know, I got to fight for the right side. And yeah, because like, I mean, we were talking about the scene with Barca. You know, Doctor asking about Barca. Now, if you think about it, you know, Doctor and Badiatis. I'm I'm just gonna guess. I have been together for a long time. You know, so I I, have a, I feel like even though. Doctor knows who Badiatis is. He still has to have some kind of respect for him. So when Do- when Badiatis says, you know, oh well, I had to do it because Barca, you know, murdered everyone and I told him not to. You know, maybe Doctor had to just take that as it was. But then as soon as he starts hearing, okay, Badiatis ordered Sir dead. Badiatis has me poisoned, meaning Crix is poisoned in this fight. Doctor is like, all right, you know. Yeah, and then another part of it was like. Badiatis, I mean, uh, Doctor literally says to Crixus, like, I gave my whole life to this yeah, place, right. and then Crixus, like, chirps back, saying, like, no, they took it from you. Right. Um, so, you know, like, all this, all these questions, like, him even, I, like, if Crixus didn't change sides, like, I don't know if Doctor would have. Like, no, nah, I don't he think He needed so. this, this, um... Well, that's, I mean, yeah, that's the thing, because that there's... Push. His whole world just Yeah, I mean, because yeah. Doctor thinks at this moment he's going to be the Lanista and Crixus will be his champion, his honorable champion. I mean, he pretty much has been saying this whole... You know, he's been respectful to Spartacus, but, I mean, this whole time he's always been on on Crixus' side and said Spartacus pretty much isn't an honorable gladiator, yep. you know? So without Crixus turning, Doctor would have been on the other side, and I don't know what would happen, man. I mean, you can see just the pain on Doctor's face as all this is happening. Because, like Luke said, uh, he, like, put his entire life towards this Ludus and building it up. And he said earlier in the episode, when he was talking to Crixus when he was released from the chains, he said, join me, become my champion, and together we will restore honor to this house. Right. So, this dream of... Doctor's Anamangus is just like shattering right in front of his eyes as he's watching this. He doesn't deserve that, man. No, but I've... he does say to Crixus um, at that scene, he's like, "Put your trust in me, and you know uh, we can restore the house to honor." Right now, this is where Crixus comes back and he says, "You once told me to put my faith in you. I ask you to do the same." Spartacus shows us the way. Hugh, badass knife throw. Mm. Oh my god, slow motion. Crixus <laughs> yeah. fucking Matrix like kind of backs out of the way and it just crushes the Roman guard that's coming for them. So epic, man. That this was a nice kill for Doctor. Trend. This was. It was just. I can't. I can't stop smiling. Just I mean, thinking about that this guard scene. too was the guard with the scar over his eye who was just kind of like running around. With um, the burn on his face? No, no, no. Oh, 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 I was going to say Hector's dead. All right. All nah, right. this guy with a scar across one of his eyes was like the first one that Spartacus fought when Glaber was there watching. Oh, was okay. Real quick. okay. He okay. stuck around and to get him they showed him. Game. Yeah, they showed him killing. Did Spartacus give him that scar? No, no. Oh, no, no. he had it. He always had okay, I guess okay. they were like, how do we make him that recognizable? That would have been pretty epic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Doctor turns around after the interaction with Crixus. And who does he see but Asher limping away after getting dragged out onto the Ludus? And he just sees him for now, the scene where they confront each other right. later. Because but... it's starting to die down, like, pretty much all the all the gladiators. T- they took a couple casualties, but they pretty much all the guards have been wiped right. out on the Ludus grounds. Obviously, except for the one that ends up—we kind of already covered it a little bit—the one that ends up killing— 
um, Duro. Duro. And that actually happens right now, Agron and Duro. Yeah, right. uh, I think Duro actually kills two gladiators that are advancing on Agron, and then they kind of embrace each other. They're happy that they seemingly both survived that first you know, wave of chaos, and then a gladi- or a Roman starts to charge on them, kind of hugging it out, and Duro sees it, pushes Agron out of the way, and, and takes a sword to the chest, and... That one hurt. Yeah, yeah. He, says, uh, he says something along the lines of, uh, this time I saved you, brother. Yeah. And yeah. then he kind of just like slowly passes. It was and, a good and death. And Agron gives a fucking scream. That's one just of like, the, I could feel the pain in yeah. that yeah. one. Yeah. That was a great scream. That was good acting. Um, but hold on. We did miss a, a small scene a little bit earlier after Spartacus initially did the shield jump. Okay. Um, there's like a quick little interaction between Lucretia and Alithia where she basically just says to to Lucretia just says to Alithia like go get your guards like we got to make sure we get all this was under control and like in the back of Alithia's head she was thinking like I don't care what happens to you guys. She had like a little smile, right? And like she well, kind of goes off. Lucretia is still just being so mean to her as if she's still in control of everything. And it, it, it it's not going to work. Alithia just says to her with a smirk on her face, I'll make sure that you're properly attended. And yeah. kind of like slinks away. No. Gives her that kiss. Yeah, yeah give Just like Paul I'm says, sorry. right on the lips says F you and walks away. <laughs> yeah, it's a big slap in the face. Absolutely, and I, I kind of want to touch on this. Lucretia, I, I think Badiatis and Lucretia are both kind of on that cloud nine thing where they're underestimating and not paying attention to things that require their attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Badiatis, the gladiators, and Lucretia, this Alithia situation. They're both underestimating these forces, and it's going to bite them in the ass. Well, see, I kind of I don't agree with the Lucretia thing because if Spartacus didn't, and Crixus didn't join together to do that shield jump, like, they would have had it, under, like, Lucretia and Badiatis would have had it under control, and, like, she still would have been under their thumb. The, this chaos gave Alithia the out to actually, like, you know, not have to be Lucretia's bitch. Fair enough, but when the chaos started, Lucretia was still trying to okay, go around as though Alithia yeah, yeah, was her bitch, in which case I think she should have played the friend card and been like, Alithia, me and you need to get out of here. Right, to right. How about uh? How about my child? <laughs> exactly. How about Badiatis though coming into the Ludus right as right after this happened? People are flooding in, screaming, and he goes, "People, people, calm down! It's all Every, good. Everything is under control." And he's smiling while he has Sexus's blood just <laughs> yeah. covering his face. Trying to act calm. And right after he says that, Mira comes into the shot, followed by, obviously she's coming from the open gate, right. followed by just so gladiators storming into the room, at which case body Don't see, Isn't Crixus one Crixus of the first yeah. ones? Yeah. 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 Like oh, yeah. motherfucker, Holy yeah. shit, That is the last man. thing you want to see if you're trying <laughs> what, to live. Like, what a fucking adrenaline rush. Like, what a feeling that must have. I mean, yeah. okay, they're not real people, but what a feeling <laughs> oh, that must have been to st- just storm up their steps and get into the villa and just reap. That's exactly matter. how it happened back in the day, bro. And right away, man, like the gladiators are just—they don't care who you are. If you're not a slave, they're—they're they're just taking a sword to your back or chest. Right. They're just slicing everywhere. We get like that cheesy little blood effect that yeah. Spartacus is famous for, which is awesome. You know, like the 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 pools that are filled with the water from Spartacus, bringer of rain, are starting to turn pure red now. Right, just right. like all these nobles dying. So, following Alithia, though, she is one of the first ones out of that main room in the villa, is the first to the main exit, and commands her Roman 
the Roman guards that are there to seal the door behind her, which doesn't give anybody a chance to escape. So right. Lithia is actually helping out Spartacus and company, but uh, the guards question her and she says, I am the wife of the Legatus. You will right. do as I command. So she gets away. Um, and leaves everybody else to die. As the doors are closing, like you see another note. You see uh, Numerius' Numerius's is, is, mom. Uh, Numer- I forget her name. Numerius' yeah. mom running for the door. She's like, hold the door. And you just see Olivia. Hold the Connor door. Just like, yeah. Oh, my wow. God. You wow. bastard. <laughs> no, that was good. But uh, you just see kind of Alithia turn her head and just start smiling a little bit, and they just lock off that door. I could have swore that it was uh, Numerius' mother that went there first. But then she's in the next scene again, so I don't. I'm gonna really, have to go that's back. Interesting. And, I'm I gonna have know, to go back because, like, an, after the door gets shut, yeah, yeah, you're right. Because right. after the door gets shut, you see all the noblemen that were at the door. Their blood just starts kind of like slowly creeping right. out to the door. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I swear the first the first uh, actress there looks exactly like okay, yeah, Numerius's yeah, yeah. wife. Yeah, um, right. but no, yeah, Numerius, uh, his mom. I can never remember her name. And Lucretia and Badiatis are kind of figuring out what to do. And that's when, I'm pretty sure it's Raskos, comes up and stabs Numerius' mother. And Badiatis picks up a sword. And once again, it, it blows me away and impresses me with his, his like random skills. He's been around his whole life, though. That's the only thing. That's like, I don't, don't want to give him like any you know extra props yeah because it's like he he's been living around it his whole life yeah but he I'm, should at least know how to handle a sword yeah you don't he doesn't you don't see him practicing or anything though i don't know i so, think still i thought it was impressive so before that Fuck scene we actually artist. get we actually get the doctor and asher scene yeah no, i think that's oh, okay yeah yeah okay right after mm-hmm. the doors are sealed we get that scene yeah and doctor confronts him for everything he said what did i tell you in this room about Barca, I said that if there was anything more to Barca's freedom or his disappearance, then you and I would exchange words. <laughs> Asher tries to say something. Doctor says, "Don't you fucking speak, bro. <laughs> We're having it out." Yeah, Asher's like, "Ah, eh, you wouldn't kill a defenseless man." <laughs> to which Anime is just chuck someone, and what's he say? He's like, "Let's see if you can recall what I taught you." Hell yeah! When you were yet a man. Oh my god! Mm, can't yeah. that part. I know. I, I know. I asked Jimmy about this um, as we were watching or right after. But Brian, I guess I'll, I'll throw it over to you. Did you think that it was just signed, sealed, delivered that Asher was going to die in the scene right when that Animaeus walked in at the, in the beginning? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm 100%. looking at this right now. This is so funny. The script of the episode. After Dr. Egg drops that quote, just like one of the little things, like the little cues for the actors, it says, like, to Asher, his balls in his throat. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Dude, he was so scared. Yeah, that's the Dr. effect. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely thought he was dying. Here, I thought he man. was dead because they hype up Dr. so much. And if you're in a closed room with Dr. who has intent to kill, you're yeah. not supposed to make it out of that room. I mean, I've been waiting this whole season to see Doctore fight without the whip and with his real with a real weapon. You know, I mean, I guess he can make the whip a real. Well, weapon. Well, he did but... have the uh, the epic fight when he was just take in the Theocles episode when he was crushing Crixus and um. Oh Spartacus yeah, yeah, with the, with the yeah, that was that's amazing. True. That's yeah. true. Yeah, pathetic. Yeah, that he was just sweet. was crushing. Yeah. one of the best scenes of the series. Uh, but Asher's acting, like I 100. percent first time I was watching it, thought he was going to die. Because he was given the whole, like, 
I'm about to die speech. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. giving the whole spiel. He was crying. And I was like, he, this is, he does a lot of things that lead you to believe he's accepting his fate. He asks him, can you give me this parting gift to let me die as a gladiator? And he kind of assumes the beheading position. And Dr. A, you know, squares him, yeah. up to give him to, a to gladiator. To give him the Varro death. So something I need to mention before we get off this is the great quote that Asher has, like, on his knees well, before he accepts death when he's lashing out. And he's, like, pointing around, and he's like, every stone, every beam in this villa bears the mark of Asher! And he fucking <laughs> points at his chest and shit. I love that. Yeah. And, uh, and Doc Torre is, like, disgusted. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, he says to him, like, you have, what she say, you have dishonored or betrayed your brothers and uh-huh. gladiators. To which Asher responds, like, I betrayed you guys. When did you guys ever give a shit about me? Like, when have you guys ever shown Asher any respect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no time for feelings in this, Ludus, man. <laughs> well, that little line is cool because in season, you know, they do show you, like, all throughout season one, how he's just disrespected, but just, uh, cool to remember that line. Yeah. And another, yeah. right before he actually takes the position of um, where Doctor is going to execute him like a gladiator, there's, like, this great little moment where, where Asher just, like, his actor just, like, did it for me so much when he just, like, looks at Doctor and he, he's, like, begging him to kill him like a gladiator. Like an yeah. He's like, Doctor, like, please. Like, I thought that was so it. So good, <laughs> man. And it did feel like his whole arc yeah. was complete. Like, yeah. I, I probably my first time watching it, I probably thought that was like a, that was the most gonna be the most satisfying death yeah. ever. Like we were good, we were good. I mean, because I, I mean, you would think like we said it a couple episodes ago that we, I, like I said myself specifically, I was surprised that he even tried to get back to being a gladiator, and he expressed how much he wanted to be a gladiator and how much he loved it. So I was, I was, I was like ready to see the death, man. I thought that was the end of his arc, like he would say, you know, give me the gladiator's death finally, you know, but. It might have happened too if Doctor just was standing in front of him instead of behind him. Nah, he's he was yeah. scheming, dude. He had that. <laughs> I don't even know because he played it. He sold the part so well he that did. he was ready to die. I think he. I, I don't know yeah, if that right. was always part of his plan. Maybe that's why he said, "Give me the gladiators," you know, yeah, death, he, so well, that he, he knew Doctor would get and behind that, him. And that thing him he chance. stabs him with on the ground, I believe he was t- trying to fight with it earlier, too. So he knew it was there. It gets knocked out of his hand, right? Mm. Yeah. When well, he first walks in the yeah. room, he's, like, looking for shit. Yeah. Like, there's, like, a pile of them. And right. Like, oh. yeah. And he Those just, like, what he gets, he as Doctor is going in for the kill shot, he gets him right, like, in the thigh or something, right? Yeah, like, he just spins and mm-hmm. gets him in the leg. And so which Doctor yeah. goes, Asher! Yeah. <laughs> and he gets up in her, bro. He runs out into the Ludus and hides amongst the dead bodies. Doctor A walks right past him, so it's assumed that Asher is safe another, for the time being. Another Get- wrong t- prediction for me and Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you both thought Asher was not making it out of this episode. And I, I'm, I'm sure you're happy a little bit about it, right, Brian? You I, get a Asher, more... Asher may be the best actor on the show. John Hanna's body artist is up there. I would say those two. Lucretia's great. This show is probably come on. Oh, and yeah, Andy, one hundred percent too. But the show is just so good at making villains hateable, and not in like a fuck you way. More in like a like a you love to hate them. Yeah, you respect how awful they are. Yeah, a little bit like how Game of Thrones was doing it. You know, like like also Glaber gets thrown in there. Like while he's a piece of shit and like whatever about his acting. He's like the most enjoy. I enjoy hating Glaber more than almost anybody. Oh yeah, 
They're 100%. not just like pure evil to be pure evil. Yeah. And like that's like their thing. Like Except they maybe Glaber. Like, well, <laughs> but they have like objectives no, that yeah, they're trying right. to hit and things like that that at least, I mean, humanize them in a little way. Right. I mean, there's plenty of villains in t- television where it's just like, okay, you're a villain, whatever. But all these villains are just awesome. They have their own thing and they're just all great with their acting. Great show. I will say that I, I did just kind of hope that, like, how how long do you think this, like, murder was going on inside? Like, because it felt like it was pretty fast, but it couldn't have been because the sun was up when Spartacus was shield jumping. But I'm pretty sure this, it's, it's isn't it dark outside when Asher's hiding under the body, the dead bodies of the, um, yeah. of the, the Roman guards? The sun was setting, though. Yeah. Okay. It was I mean, that's that's what I'm maybe an hour or so? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean. Longer yeah. than the show itself was physically going on, Probably. more time was passing. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so as we move on, we get back to the villa, and I think we kind of jumped out of order. But yeah, this is the part I was talking about a Yeah, little it's fine, but we already covered it. It's where Badiatis manages to kill a gladiator who had just killed Numerius's mom. Uh, he tells the others who at this point are Lucretia, Numerius, and Aurelia. Yep. I'm not sure if there are any others. He says, go on ahead, get to safety, all confront the gladiators, hold them off somehow, some way. Um, and as we follow Lucretia... Why would Numer- you... Let me stop you real quick, because why would you even trust Aurelia at this point? Aren't you... It's slaves versus not slaves at this like. I wouldn't trust anybody. I guess at this point, she's just like a little like wounded bird that's like, they're just saying, get these people. Because like, he's really talking to Lucretia saying, get Numerius out of here. Yeah. I mean, he needs Numerius too, you know, because of his plan, you know, to take advantage of Numerius. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. That is weird. I mean. That whole, like, 20 seconds is weird because Badiatis tells Lucretia and them, you know, go. I'll, like, try to take care of this and keep him out, which, again, body artist respect for, you know, standing up there. But literally right after they changed, like, into the next hallway, Lucretia's like, oh, like, go hide Numeria somewhere. Yeah. Like, I have to go, like, find my husband. It's like, why don't you just stay with him? Then? Yeah. Well, um, she had but, a change of heart. She needs to go kill Spartacus. She was talking about Crixus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which right. I was going to say, which right. is crazy because she says, I'm going back to my husband. And then the next scene you see her is with Crixus. Right. And then Crixus is saying, you know... There ain't much to be said. Yeah, where's Navia, pretty much. This scene was honestly, like, so goddamn satisfying to me. All yeah. these scenes have... Yeah. Like, this, this episode, while, like, you know, it has some of the... Probably the best scenes in the series. It might not be, you know, like they're, they're, whatever you're gonna say about this this episode, you cannot deny that the most satisfying things that ever happened in Spartacus, like four of them hap- of like the top five happened in the last like half hour. Yeah, and and me and Brian take another L here, where you know she tells Crixus this this is their child, you know, and she's still trying to get him on her side, Crazy, and he man. yeah, nope. and he says. Uh, I would rather see the child dead than know it suckled on your breasts. And then... Slowly slips that blade I think I cringe the most at that. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to keep saying Game of Thrones, but it reminds me of, like, with Rob Stark's wife, when it's just, like, the the baby thing. I don't like that. That's a good point. Yeah, he kills the baby. He just puts the sword right through the belly. (laughs) He he, he, doesn't bother me. (laughs) Yeah, he he just stabs her right in the gut. It's, It's... 
So throw so back satisfying. to throw back the two Spartacus podcasts ago when I asked you guys if that baby was Crixus's or Bobby yeah. didn't matter. Nah, it didn't matter. <laughs> Never fucking didn't know. Matter. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I and I again I we'll talk about this at the end I guess. But I, I thought she was living too. I yeah. thought somehow. I mean, when shit started going down, I was like, how are they gonna get out? You know. But the episode like episode twelve going into thirteen, I assumed that she was gonna make it. Bodyatus says that uh. He knows it's like the blood of a champ, or just Lucretia. Lucretia, Lucretia says, says it's oh, Crixus, okay, yeah, yeah. But that baby's zero and one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, lost, he just lost. Yeah, some champion that is <laughs> the defeated goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Actually, funny enough, have we heard his new nickname? Because in the beginning of the episode, when they're introducing the fight, they call him the Savage Goal. No longer. Oh, really? The I didn't yeah, he's the Savage Goal. I didn't. I forgot it. to mention that, but That's yeah, when cool. the, yeah, he is now know. the Savage Goal. And Luke does call him a savage, and literally episode one of our podcast, he goes, Crixus comes in, he's a savage. Yep, there you go. <laughs> oh, spoilers, we didn't even Spartacus know. Spartacus mentions at some point, like, it's time to give him a new nickname. Or yeah, right, right, that was what we talked about, mm-hmm. I think, last last episode. He's talking to Varro when they were yeah. pissing off the Across the streams. Oh, it up. God, brothers. So, <laughs> Crixus backs away, gives her a final look of disapproving, just, you suck, Lucretia, <laughs> and he just high-steps it out of there. Next scene we get is Aurelia... Who is now one on one with Numerius? Yep. What a match made in heaven in the chaos that is ensuing in the villa that these two are to be fated with each other. This is a very sad scene. And no, this was, is an awesome scene. Another, right. <laughs> another scene that I wasn't expecting, and like you're saying, Luke, the satisfaction. Exactly like, I would never say. expect. Aurelia to be the one to kill Numerius. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure you guys all agree with me, but I hate Aurelia's character so much. But like this scene alone was like, it was just good. It was awesome. I loved it. It felt, it felt like she should have been the one to finally like redeem, or I guess, venge, uh, or get revenge yeah. for Varro. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, if Numerius could have had a script written in front of him for the things that he should not exactly. say if he wanted to live, he said them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Said, is it true that you were the one that sentenced Varro to die? And he said, yeah, it was me. That dude deserved to die because he was absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That was way too much, Numerius. You didn't know the guy. (laughs) Reel it in a little bit, champ. As everyone's getting slaughtered, he's just out here dishing dirt on Varus. Yeah, still, this little kid still acting like he's above everyone. Like, Aurelia takes him down. And I think, I think when we were watching it live, Kyle, didn't you bring up the, the, um, I think you, what you said was like, because Aurelius starts, like, saying, like, Jesus Christ, like, he was, like, a father, blah, blah, blah. You, you want to finish that? Do you know what I'm le- Okay, so he was, like, uh, Aurelius was walking towards Numerius, and Numerius was, like, kind of, like, looking at her, and he was so, like, horny that he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, this yeah. Was, like, she, like, be... grabs the knife, and it's, like, very Obvious, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. She's, yeah she's, she's literally, like, a... His face. She's got a tear in her eye while she's saying, like, all the good things Vara's done for the child, like, tell him stories. And my guy is just see a rock hard looking at her. Yeah. Like, he doesn't hear what she's saying at all. Numerius has gotten some tail in the house <laughs> of body artists before. He's like, so no, he thought yeah. he, oh, it's he happening he again. He's like, Dude, is this really happening right now? Let's go. <laughs> First Olympian. Do it right here? <laughs> okay. I mean, fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, instead he gets repeatedly stabbed in the jugular. <laughs> that was so many stabs. So, yeah. yeah, well, that she was like hysterical. She was just taking that's it out. And Spartacus yeah. rolls no, up and just kind of like satisfying, not sad. Okay, it could be both. That's yeah, I agree. It's sad is fine. Yeah, with a D. I agree. Coin the term copyright. Boo. Yeah, right she has. Aurelia has that uh, great line. You know, 
what, what is it? It's it's viral wasn't much. Yeah, but pretty, he, was he wasn't perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was mine. Yeah, he wasn't a perfect was... man, but he was mine. Yeah, and Spartacus. Nice little subtle callback to well, I don't know who says it exactly, but they say to Spartacus, I guess like he died a gladiator, or he'll remember it as a gladiator, and Spartacus says he'll remember it as a husband, right? He'll remember it as a father, mm-hmm. exactly. All right, like... are we ready to to move on to the big finale? Yeah, Spartacus runs in as Aurelius stabbing Numerius a bunch and. Tries to console her and comfort her. And then Dr. A comes in and says, how many more must I? Like, hasn't enough blood been spilt? Which Spartacus says, I will see but one. <laughs> and this is when, you know, Dr. A gives him a look, and we know that Dr. A is right. a boy on, her, on he's his not, side. He's not going to stand in his yeah. way. And, Paul, after that, I would see but one line. It The next shot is Badiatis, who who is, like cornered in the villa he's he has a sword and he's surrounded by like five gladiators yeah, so and he's and the gladiators aren't, aren't attacking he's toast Which uh, I was and saying, they all like, know how, how hilarious would it have been if just like in that moment before Spartacus even gets there like one of them just yes. yeah right kills body <laughs> oh, oh is this not okay oh <laughs> yeah. I thought this was okay now all of a sudden Spark is killing all the gladiators <laughs> yeah, he's like what the fuck man but no it's not what happened but this is yeah this scene is crazy and I don't know who wants to take it but I mean Pretty much, he said he starts giving the lines. He puts himself in. Well, Lucretia walks in. That's the first thing that happens. Right. And she's saying, "Body out." She's holding her stomach. She's bleeding. You know, so she didn't actually die right at that scene. But she falls to the ground. Spartacus gets in the middle of her and of her and Body Otis, and he says, "What would you do to hold your wife again? To feel the warmth of her skin, the taste of her lips? How many men would you kill? A hundred, a thousand? There stands but one between you oh, and her. Dude, so cool. When he says like a hundred, a thousand, he lifts his arms around. Yeah. He's like, what would you do, man? This is what I would do to revenge for my, get revenge for my wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so good. And he says something, and you guys can fix the quote for me if you remember, but this is a line that Badiatis says to Lucretia at one point where he says the gods themselves wouldn't keep us away. Or no, Spartacus says it to Sura, the gods themselves wouldn't keep me away from you. And he says that yeah. to Badiatis, you know, about him and Lucretia, and then... Badiatis goes for the attack. I also want to point out, though, that this whole time, like, I guess I didn't notice when I was watching it, I didn't notice it explicitly until this moment, but, like, Spartacus is just rocking the champion's belt. Like, that's, you know, like the WWE thing. Yeah, I noticed it, too. And it's so cool because it's just, like, so ironic. He's rocking the champion of House Badiatis' belt right as he's, like, staring Badiatis down the edge of his sword while he's in between Lucretia, and it's just, like, it's just so poetic. One other cool little fact on that moment is that where they're standing that's the little pool area where Barca was executed and where Spartacus showed Glaber how much of a man he is by beating up all of Glaber's soldier so that own little pedestal that little platform has had so many key moments like of course it's going to end here I think that's also where um Alithia murders Lacinia right isn't isn't it like right next to that? She starts yeah, shoving her like face into the. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Badiatis he goes to attack Spartacus and he's easily defeated. And this is where he says, "Go to her and tell her that the gods themselves cannot keep her from your arms." And then he punches him again. He tells him to lie to her as he lied to Spartacus about his wife. Oh man, I, he actually well, drops. Yeah. He drops his sword. I yeah. think. Oh, he yeah. also begs for Doctor. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's he's freaking out and never noticed this, but. Now I'm looking at it. So apparently, that's the first time that the gladiators ever hear Animaeus. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I just something I never 
really considered mm-hmm. or thought oh, yeah. of. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and I, we never find out Spartacus's name. No, nope. we don't. We absolutely do not. But all right, so let's. I like break, the little sad wanna, yeah. like, tone of that Aww, right there. Man. Yeah. It's cool because like three times at least throughout this season, like it gets like a oh, second yeah. away from being said. Like whether it was Sura or Spartacus himself saying it, like he's just you know, it's probably Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's got to be one of the newbies that takes the uh yeah. Take that it. takes a yeah, I'll break it down. So Badiatis kind of looks around, realizes the hopelessness of his situation. He, he's got no chance to escape. Throws his sword down into the water and says, you know, directly addressing Spartacus here, "You were nothing before me. I gave you everything. I gave you the means to accept your fate." Spartacus replies, "And now you are destroyed by it." He does a sweet just a spinning slash. Oh, yeah. God, man. Well, what you called it before in the Crixus Pericles fight, a spinning slice of dice. I did call it that. Yeah. Thank you very much. A spinning call slice back. of dice. Another <laughs> moment where we all screamed at that point. Like, yeah. He hit oh, him. He man. sliced him so nice, so smoothly. It turns Body Odysseus, like back to Spartacus, and he kind of just like falls and starts reaching out towards... Lucretia, who's bleeding out in the middle of the floor. And, and Brian, uh, Badiatis is your little finger. Seems like a similar death. I was just <laughs> about to say, the parallels between little finger and Badiatis are are keeping up until the end. Yep. They both got a, a sword to the neck. Uh, well, I, can't rem- to the neck. I can't remember. Did you guys say Badiatis was going to live? Uh, another round. Are you, are you I wrong said, again? <laughs> I said homeboy was going to live. Yeah. <laughs> My but, God. Uh, I, don't, I literally don't think we got any of them right. That's a sign of a good show, though. If they're Spartacus, if they're hitting, you, yeah. if they're hitting you with unexpected. Am I, deaths. am I wrong? But like, I just keep when I think of the scene where Badiatis is falling and reaching towards Lucretia, and he's like dead, like he's, but she's still alive. Like her fingers are like wiggling yeah. towards. It kind of looks a little bit of like the Sistine Chapel, you know, like oh, the, okay. the finger to finger. I don't know yeah. if there's any symbolism there. Maybe I'm Definitely just seeing things, bit. but I just thought that was cool. It reminded and, me of it as a slow pan towards the ceiling kind of happens and it pans out and you just see like how much blood is actually in the pool now jesus man was that satisfying as i've been saying all episode this was just it was so satisfying there's one last scene though right yes andy whitfield's final lines oh fuck sorry all right let's cut it let's cut it here we're done <laughs> no, absolutely not. We must. We must trudge on. Must trudge on. Wow, that sucked that I said that. <laughs> so, yeah, so Spartacus has a speech. Does anybody have the quote in front of him? He says, I have done this thing because it is just. And then he says, um, he declares to all the slaves, the gladiators, all of them, he says, you're now free. You're now free to forge your own path, or you can join me. And if you do join me, together we shall see Rome tremble. Oh, my God. Which is sweet. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Freaking out. You see Agron's getting hyped. Like, he's going to be a homie. Like, you just see all this, like, energy coming out of him. And then they go to the Ludus Gate. Yeah. And we get the last scene we'll ever get of Andy Whitfield. Uh. Like, the door's open. Crixus is running out first, of course. Like yeah. every all the all the gladiators that are badass with their <laughs> weapons just leave in House Badiatis, and then you just see Spartacus like take a step out, and it does the classic like cartoon cartoonizes yeah. him yeah. real quick into the oh god clap clap clap. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, RIP. What a season. What a season. What a season. season what a great Bingerless first time, first uh, TV show to pick for this for this series, man. It's the, it was a good one for us to just test this format because it was not only just like incredibly fun. It was like two of the three of the people that have seen the show were just like super passionate about it. We knew you guys were gonna like this show. And then shout out to the Reddit community making everything pop. Yeah, you off. guys have made yeah. everything so fun with all your comments, all the love. You know, that's why, you know, literally, like, if we didn't have your responses, it wouldn't have been as fun to do, you no, know? Not we'd at all. keep doing it, but we'd have no clue if right. anybody cared. Yeah. And, and that was like, made, the original. Part of the original idea was that some shows that are older that some of us have seen, some of us haven't. And right. the ones who have seen have been badgering the others for years exactly. for a reason. And then there's kind of not a bunch of content out about it. Mm-hmm. And everybody who's equally passionate like us, obviously around the world, is now thinking, oh my God, yes, look at this new Spartacus podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all in the brotherhood now. Yeah. All right, but okay, oh. now that we're done, I <laughs> nice. want I want a round table. Give me a hard Rotten Tomatoes percentage of this season of what you would oh, shit. gut reaction. What What are you giving it? So so Rotten Tomatoes for TV shows goes by episode, so we can say that episode one was like in the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the 30s? Whoa. That's low, low. <laughs> I would I'd say 50s. it's around 50 or so. Uh, I don't know. Fine, I'll go 50. Now, I would say overall... Man, it was good, dude. It was good, right? High eighties, low nineties, I would say probably. I was I wasn't gonna give it more than a ninety five, no less than a ninety. Yeah, so Fuck it's right yes, in that I'll sweet take spot. that. Yeah, I mean, because we're t- I mean, like Rotten Tomatoes is tough because it depends on the the amount of people that are actually voting. But like you see, like certain shows that are you know, there's a top tier that are in the not like top nineties and. Spark is pretty, you know. I freaking loved it, man. It was, it was entertaining. It was, it was the acting was good. It was up, it's up there. The choreograph, the choreography of the fights, like yeah. the mute, the sound team on the of the of Spartacus was so good. It was just, I loved it, man. It, it, the best to me, the best thing about it was, or one of the best things about it is just how likable the non-main characters are. Like, mm-hmm. like we, I can just feel our energy just gushing over um, D- uh, Detective Doctore whenever we talk about him. Like, right. he, he was just such an epic character. Crixus completely grew into his own and becoming, like, the best, becoming the best, like, bromance for, for Spartacus. Um, Plus, I mean, guy gets pussy. He does. <laughs> <laughs> now, so we got a couple cliffhangers here. We don't know what happened to Navia. Right. Um... God, everyone died. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we don't know what happened to Asher. Asher though, got. Oh, does he get away? I mean, he gets him. up. He probably should have never gotten up because yeah, that was too early. <laughs> I was thinking that same mm-hmm. thing. All right, so the people that we have left, start naming names if I got them wrong. But I have, I have us marked down as the people that are alive right now. Obviously, Spartacus, Asher. We just talked about Navia mm-hmm. and Crixus, of course. Agron's going to be Team Spartacus. Aurelia, we see escapes right. as well. Mira, Mira, Doctore, and mm-hmm. then Glaber. Who else? Is there anybody else that we know that's named that's alive? Alithia. And Alithia, you're right. Yeah, big miss, big miss. So that's another cliffhanger. How, yep. Yeah, how she'll be, and obviously Glaber. And you guys you know. all said Alithia was going to die, right? You guys. Thought I thought. Was... I think I. No, I believe we, we thought she was going to live because she has yeah. the magistrate and the Glaber. I think we. So I we, think we one of us said true. she's going to die, but then we backtracked. Okay. Yeah, I believe it made sense for the series. Give us a to W, dude. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I will say though, um, now that we're finished the first season, you guys know who is still alive. The the act, so the big actor change is obviously going to be we lose Andy as Spartacus. Yeah, right. 
I think it's pretty much accepted in the community. It's a little bit of a downgrade. Uh, what's his name? Liam McIntyre. He's right. he's uh, he's not bad. Like he's good. It's just he's no Andy. Right. Right. But then I absolutely hate the change of Navia's actress. Okay. She becomes like I don't. Maybe this isn't the the narrative in the community, but I think like. She just becomes one of my least favorite characters. And I thought, like, after rewatching and us podcasting about it, like, there was a lot more moments where I thought, like, Navia's actor in this season was, like, really good. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, she I mean, was I really awesome. liked her this whole and she's season. She's beautiful, too. Oh, like, yeah. Downgrade yeah. all around for the she next was Navia. Definitely very good. And I was on the Spartacus Reddit, and I did see there was a little thread about the new uh, actress for Navia, and you're 100%. People agree right, or... Luke. Okay. People agree. People hate her. Yeah. She's just her acting is just way worse. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to get too into it now. I don't know if that's her, the storyline because I hate her storyline a little bit too. But like the actor, I don't know. I don't know if it was the actual acting abilities or the storyline. That's just you know. Yeah. So that actress, Navia's original actress. Um, apparently, the rumor was that she was difficult to work with. But it was more about the nudity scenes, if I'm correct. Um, she's uh, yeah. about banging Crixus? I, oh, <laughs> I read. I read that during Andy's hiatus, she was asking for more money too, and and okay. they didn't agree. Gotcha. Something so like that. There was a falling out there. Mm-hmm. We're news An- reporters now from 11 years ago or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Andy Whitfield. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Whitfield. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the original Spartacus, he actually. <laughs> You know, unfortunately, was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and passed away at 39. So, a little appreciation to Andy he Whitfield. He actually passed away on the 10-year anniversary of 9/11, like that wow. day itself. Wow. I think. I think it was because yeah, because he he beat they. The whole thing was like they were gonna kind of delay and make this prequel season to give Andy some time to recover, which he I think he had a full recovery. But then the issue was like it came back mm-hmm. right as they were gearing up to 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 film the next season, and it, when it came back, it was just like in and out gone, you know. Wow, and there's a there's a Netflix. I don't know the name off the top off the top of my head, but there's a Netflix documentary that Andy and Andy's wife uh, gave the okay. So like there was a lot of filming that he allowed while like he was like on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. So like you know it was something about like appreciate life or something. So I kind of forget the name, but for any fans out there that want to get the full story, like. That's on Netflix. Just search Andy Whitfield. It's Andy Whitfield something. Um, so that's just, you know, a good... It's a just good... appreciation to him because yeah. he was made for this role. Oh, I yeah. Mean, and actually... Absolutely incredible. And actually, I read, too, that they were going to just cancel Spartacus, and he said it deserves to be finished, so he gave the okay to just recast. Because another... Sorry, Kyle. Another thing, I, um, I was just, like, looking up random facts about Spartacus recently, and, like, some of the things I did see were that Spartacus actually got greenlit for a season two before the pilot even aired because, like, they were so confident it was going to be awesome. Right. Stars, the company that produced the show, was pretty much, like, on the verge of becoming bankrupt. Mm. And, like, after Spartacus season one, Spartacus season one broke every single record Stars had. Stars wow. previously had uh, a highest viewing record of, sorry, I have it right here, of 165,000, and this... First season of Spartacus had six hundred sixty-one thousand. Literally, wow. it's, it's Go! Saved, it saved Star Studio and made it like possible for it to wow. be around today. Yeah, tell your friends, tell them yeah. to watch it if they never watched. I did not know and that. listen to this podcast. Yeah, and then point <laughs> to the podcast to follow along with. Yeah, man. So like, 
I'm not sure what the narrative about the whole series is, but like everyone that's seen season one and season two of Spartacus has loved it. For the most part, I'm pretty sure everyone loves the ending of the series itself. Um, it gets a little rough in season three and four compared to season one and the prequel season, season Absolutely. two. And um, I think we can f- yeah. can confirm right now we are going to do the prequel for the podcast. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. We're doing Gods of the Arena. Yes, exactly. Yes. And Paul, I know you had something you wanted to end with too. Um, yeah. So we finished Spartacus, Blood and Sand. So we're going to do a couple top threes. So first thing is, what is your top three favorite moments of season one? And specify if they're in order. Oh, my god! If you want, and if there's ties. I have mine in order. Go ahead. I have them right here. You guys read them for first. you. <laughs> so, uh, uh, the first one here is the jump. Just this episode. So shield jump, baby. That is, yeah, the shield this jump. moments, correct? Yes. Okay, yes. okay. Yeah. Shield jump into the balcony. It's amazing. They're oh, yeah. going for it. Balls to the wall. This is... This is it. This is it. This is the escape. I mean, this the is, tap this on the shield. The birth of <laughs> yeah, the, the actual drum. Spartacus. This is the birth of the actual legend of Spartacus because he's known now as the leader of the slave revolt, right? Right. Yep. Right. So this is, and it's awesome. And, you know, he finally gets his chance to, you know, get revenge on Badiatis, which he eventually does not hear. But the jump is just so perfect. What a way to do it. The jump. Uh, <laughs> number two. I have the moment in the Theocles fight where Spartacus, Crixus is knocked out and he's about to get killed by Theocles. And you just pan to Spartacus and he says, Theocles! Yes. And then he does another shield jump, actually. Yes. So the jump, yes. another, yeah. yeah, the first shield jump. Lots of jumps. No, I, I gushed Once over again, that moment Crixus as well. Gives him no help. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. He's half dead, dude. <laughs> um, and I actually have. This is number three. Uh, is I'm gonna lump it all in together. The the reveal of Badiatis's plot against Salonius, where he's caught red handed <laughs> in the sewer, and I'm gonna lump that together with uh, Salonius's death scene in the arena okay. with him and Spartacus's exchange. I just love him. Once he knows that Spartacus is going to kill Badiatis, how he just smiles and accepts it and says thank. I'm ready to go as long as you're taking out. It, isn't it weird when you just look back? On, you, pro- I didn't even notice in the moment when I was originally watching it, but when you look back on it, it's like I kind of liked Salonius. Like after, especially after you bringing that back up, it's just like he he had a good ending. Like he got he in death got his revenge on Badiatis. Like I just liked Salonius. Salonius was a great piece to the early part of this season, and I just definitely. Thought it was awesome. Yeah, Jimmy. <sighs> So, Brian stole a little bit of my thunder, but I do have one. I, I, number one was the shield jump, of you know. Number two, I did have – so I actually wrote down four just because I couldn't help myself, you know. And, and damn, <laughs> am I going to actually order them? If we're going to go a little bit different, just to show you guys one more scene, I, the whole scene with Glaber's men, Spartacus fighting mm. them and having – just the whole scene, you yep. know, where he brings them out. He starts kicking all their asses, and then the, the, just the death stares Dude, and the, the whole attack. Oh, oh, so good. You know that, like, I mean, I, and then also like this, the fight with Theocles, and and I did also have, you know, the whole scene where they find uh, Salonius with the dagger and the magistrate's throat was sliced. I mean, it was just. Gotta give, Damn. You gotta give some Asher credit for that scene for yeah. both you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. My uh, honorable mention was the Crixus and Spartacus bro down. 
Okay. Yeah, and yeah, they, in this go. episode, um, that was I loved that conversation. I mean, I had I mean I had a fifth, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> are you go. are you guys doing your top yeah. threes too? Cool. Oh, I was so, just pointing at myself doing okay, the but, thing, but I'll go. Sure. Yeah, you're. No, I, nothing nothing special here. I had the shield jump as by far my favorite scene. My second one is again the eye contact scene where Spartacus is just beating everybody up in front of Glaber, and my third one that I just found that I loved a lot more than maybe you guys did, but. When Badiatis, it was in the twelfth episode when, when basically when Glaber's about to walk out of the Ludus and Badiatis just turns and says, "Do not turn from me." And not, I mean, not only was that like quote delivered so well and stuff, but it's just like the weight of that quote yeah. kind of just like even though Badiatis is a scumbag, like everything he did, all that maneuvering, all that like scumbaggery that got to that point. He honestly lo- deserved a win. Like yeah. he was like, "Don't you fucking turn from yeah. me!" Like I did all of this shit. So I thought that scene was just like epic. I yeah. agree. Okay. All right. So obviously we've covered some big guys. Um, I'm gonna try to not repeat anything, but I'm gonna repeat one. So first one for me, Spartacus brings the rain. Mm. Okay. He has the yeah, there's so many. Yeah, rain starts pouring down, and then I guess sign it off that when he like you first see him in his new armor. Okay. Badass. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a tag team on B Toms with the uh the bro down between Spartacus and Crixus in the final okay. episode. Just very satisfying and very nice to see. And then since we talked about it a little earlier and I'm a mirror guy, nice. I'll write uh Spartacus and Mira finally banging. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, That's man. a good one. Okay. Great three. Um mine real quick. Of course, shield jump, obviously. Um, then I had Spartacus versus Glaber's men because that's a great feeling. And then I think it's the end of episode six. It's right when Spartacus accepts that he is now Spartacus, decapitates the prisoner after the 6v1, and he turns around in the middle of the stadium and goes, I am yeah. Spartacus. Mm-hmm. It just got, I get chills every time. Yeah, that's I a really good it. one. And, and I mean, we got to just bring up, I I did have a fifth one, man. Varro's <laughs> <laughs> death scene, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll probably get into that in one of the other threes, but I mean, what a good scene. I mean, the guy the guy gave a speech with a with a sword through his neck. So, yeah. give him some props, dude. I was going to say every time you guys keep bringing up like the bro scene, it makes me sad that my biggest regret of this season beside it, my two biggest regrets of this season are fucking Sura dying, my girl, and then also of course Varro dying. Like if he I really just wish he was part of the rebellion going forward because oh, like man. he would have just had so many epic scenes. Like he would have been boys with Agron for sure. Like they were going to be bros like and even Crick says they were probably gonna. There was gonna be some cool stuff there. Like I, ugh, that's so sad. We don't get to see it. All right. So the next one's gonna be top three saddest or most upsetting to you moments. Well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> so I guess I'll start. So yeah. my number one was Varro. I mean that was just of course heartbreaking, man. Uh, then Sora when we find that you know when she comes out of the back of the wagon and she's dying in his arms, you know that was a huge turning point obviously for Spartacus. And the last one was you got to give Manu Bennett his his props for the Crixus crying scene. Oh yeah, when Definitely. you know when he's just showing all that emotion with uh you know when Navy is in front of him and he says I ruined everything. So I mean those are. Yeah, that was that was a good one too. 
Yeah, I, I have two overlappings. My number one is the Varro death. My number two is actually the Barca death. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because he was so close to freedom. He earned it. He did it the right way. He and, you know. By he... killing little boys. <laughs> he was commanded to do it. No, no, I agree. It's just <laughs> the pause and lip quiver <laughs> right there was perfect. <laughs> the, the right the way. <laughs> He did it the right, the right way. way. <laughs> uh, I don't have any more anything different than you guys. I had yeah. I had Suravaro and Barca as my three. Mm. Did you say your third beat up? My third was Crixus and Navia splitting. My honorable uh, mention yeah. was Sura. Okay, yeah. so Sura was pretty standard. Definitely pretty Do you guys standard. have anything different than those? Three? No, you named my three. One, I I guess I mentioned it earlier in the episode, but I just Aurelia like letting loose all that emotion and killing Demarius. I thought was a very yeah. sad scene. Yeah. The second, I mean, like. Watching it again was like, oh my god! Like, yeah. I mean, because we talk shit because she's anti Spartacus and it's like fuck her. But right. in her shoes, like, oh my god, her whole world comes crashing yeah. down. Yeah. She's all she knows is that Spartacus kills him. Like, she hates him. She gets the truth. Right. She gets finally in a room with this kid and lets out all of that emotion. And like, I don't know, it's Spartacus who calms her down, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then she kind of is under, like, Doctor's wing after that. Which yeah. I was a little worried that she... I think I even said it live. I was like, I would not get that close to her with a knife if I was Spartacus. Like, he, she could have easily just... Oh, she yeah. hated him, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Kyle's other saddest moments were every time Spartacus turned down Mira. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I was actually going to say, top, my third saddest was right... When Crixus was about to plow Lucretia, and then she faints because she's pregnant, and he gets blue balled. <laughs> so sad. I'll give a, a quick shout out to to the. It, it only lasted ten seconds. The sadness, but uh, when I, I was actually sad for Asher when he was like begging. Yeah, I oh, agree. Yeah, Anemius too. That to was kill really him. good like, acting. Like when he says like the please line, I was like, yo, that was that made me sad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what Asher does for the rest of the series, but if he doesn't do anything good, then I would have wished he would just die there so we can get that sad scene and let it be the <laughs> end of his arc. But I guess we'll find out. Yes, we will. All right, next top three. Top three favorite characters, not including Spartacus, because obviously Spartacus is on all of our top three. So this is characters and not actors and actresses. Okay. So that's going to be the next one. These are three of your favorite characters, and the next one's going to be favorite portrait like roles. Okay, so I can speak for all of us when we say Doctor A number one. Number one. Oh, he's okay. my number he's my one. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, so I okay, so non Spartacus, mm-hmm. Doctor A number one, and we're talking entire season. Yeah, their even arc if, throughout the entire. Oh god, could, you could say Vara if you wanted to. Yeah. Um. I. I think I have to say Body Otis and Asher. And w- <laughs> I don't even know what two and three like if what's what's flipped if they're flipped or what. But uh, Varo is up there too. But Body Otis and Asher, you man, like both them better than Crixus. Those are I my think three. So, like I respect that the. I know we said the acting's not part of it, but I just think that like their character in general is more like layered. And onions, I, baby. Onions, like like Brian <laughs> said, man. Although I, I was describing Crixus. Oh, he was. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I might have to change that. <laughs> you played yourself, oh, Jimmy. My you God. played yourself. Can I say a fourth one? <laughs> yeah. I had a fourth. No, <laughs> I'm I did, sticking I to five. it. I had the exact same three as you did. Yeah, I'm I sticking mean, so to repeat it. repeat them again. Doctor is number one, yeah. and Asher and Badiad is floating between two and three. Yeah, that's that's mine. I've got Doctor number one, 
Crixus number two, Badiatus number three. Okay. I like Crixus. I've I've said it before. He's the Vegeta to Spartacus's Goku. I like that like hot tempered. I don't know. I just like him. I like how he upholds like the honorable side of gladiators. I like what he represents. Um, I I like his sensitive side with Navia. How he's able to show that too. That's kind of like Vegeta and Bulma. Like, Crixus Crix parallel. Yeah. Crixus got layers. Yeah, Crixus got layers. Um, and Body something else too. Body Otis is just a schemer, which I. <laughs> <laughs> Was he, you stop it right now. <laughs> no, Body Otis is a schemer. I think he, he carried this season um, just with all of his antics. and Yeah, so Body Otis is my number three character. Um, You mean, yeah, we're kind of going to repeat it, but I would say it's Crixus, Doctore, and I'm going to say Varro. So you're Ooh. going Doctore too? Yes. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I like Crixus a lot. Uh, I'm saying the same. I've so what I have written down is Doctor number one, a tie for second for Body Otis and Crixus, and then Varro's number three. So we're pretty much just all recycling the yeah. same. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I will say this: I like how much you guys like Asher and Body Otis. Yeah, and also, Paul, I've known you for years, and I didn't peg you as a Body Otis <laughs> and Asher guy, if I'm honest. That, such... I, I don't, I, I don't like their characters, but. I like Luke said, you love to them. hate them. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I don't like what they do, but I like the complexity. Okay. I don't know. And my honorable mention would be probably Mira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude. I mean, Sarah. honestly, it I like sucks Sarah. because like Lucretia needs props, like as a character. Navia. I mean, you know, it's well, tough to say three, but well, we'll I'll, stick I'll start out for top three favorite actors and actresses. Performances. We're going to base performances. Yes, solely the acting. I I cheated and I had to put Body Otis and Lucretia together as one and as two. One, so John no, well, just Lucy one. Balls. They morphed together because they were <laughs> they were perfect playing off of each other. Okay, they were that's, so that's fair. Good. I'll just jump off that because mine's not much different. I oh, did you ever? Did you say third? Or uh, you're only I, counting them as one. I was just well. I was going to count those as one. Okay, My second and third was Asher because he was absolutely phenomenal, killed it, and then Alithia because mm, I hated Alithia yeah. so much. He did a great job at being yeah. evil. Nice. So I listed Body Otis and Lucretia as separate. So like those were two of the three best performances in my opinion. And then third, I I genuinely think maybe it's cliche, but I thought Andy Whitfield's as Spartacus was top three easily. Yeah, I'm going to pop in and I'm going to say. In no order, because this is kind of the first I'm hearing of it. I'm going to say Andy, Fatty Otis, and Asher. Yep. And you know what? This rewatch is what pushed Asher there, because talking about it with you guys and then really, like, observing him as an actor has definitely pushed him into that level. No mirror on that list? <laughs> she did a great job. Katrina Law. She was, she was actually a good actress, too. Like, her and Navia, both, yeah. I thought, were both better than I remembered in terms of acting. Like, they were good. They were really good. Yeah. For my two cents, I would put Asher Nick Tarabay is the right. actor's name as Asher number one. John Hanna as Body Otis number two. And I would probably give it to a, her name's Lucy Lawless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll give her three. Yeah, no, man, there wasn't bad acting in this Lucretia, show. No. Lucretia, her performance, it was really good. Like, it, it's not like she was a likable character because, like, we're not even giving her the credit of Body Otis and Asher being like, I like to hate her. It was just different. Like, it was just, she was just commanding on the screen. She she was just a powerful female presence that, like, was a was good glue in between seasons, or in between episodes. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's got to speak volumes that, you know, it's 
accepted overall, I guess, in the fandom, like you were saying, I don't have an opinion yet, but that Andy Whitfield was the Spartacus, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a tough thing for Liam McIntyre, I believe he said his name was to take over. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I would have said John Hanna, Asher's uh, actor, and then probably besides Andy Whitfield, Viva Bianca is is Alethea. Yep. So mm-hmm. okay, yeah. good job, Viva. I hate you. Well, I hate your character, not you. All right, and the last top three, we're gonna do top three sex scenes. No, I'm kidding. It's gonna be <laughs> top three fights. Okay, well, I guess I'll start. Um, oh man, so I'm, I'm gonna count the Crixus versus Spartacus fight leading into the rebellion as a fight. You know, yeah, totally. as one fight scene. You know, give me that shield jump. Um, <laughs> this is tough for me. I don't know if I go glabber the glabber fight that I brought up in three favorite moments or the Theocles mm-hmm. fight when it comes to two and three. Um, and when I say Glaber fight, I mean the his men fighting um, Spartacus. I guess I'll go. I I think I'll go Theocles and then the Glaber fight. Yep. Cool. As, as my two and three. Because you said your one was the 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 Spartacus versus Crixus that leads to the rebellion. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, so we have some variability. Admittedly, it's because I forgot to include the Glaber fight, but that's good. We have some we have some differences. So my number one is Spartacus and Crixus versus Theocles. Okay, that was an awesome fight. Yep. I loved it. It was the birth of the bringer of rain. Loved it. Uh, second one, I'm just gonna lump together Spartacus and the pits. Oh, I thought that yeah. was such. A, that was just, awesome. I'm pissed I had that written yeah, down. I, that I just like the interesting rules that they brought to it. Uh, they had some, you know, colorful characters that were wearing other people's faces. The end of the Fugitiva guy, R.I.P. <laughs> uh, and it was cool. Those were those were some badass fights, and they were shady. I, it was a very cool venue for the fights when you're used to seeing it either in the Ludus or the arena. So I, I liked Spartacus in the pits. Mm-hmm. And my number three was Spartacus and Varro chained together mm. versus the guys, including Big Daddy. Big oh, yeah. Daddy. That man. was a nice they, death yeah, where they get his popped off, him like yep. a zit. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was a cool fight. And again, I, li- I like the rules that they put in. Yeah, so many good fights. Uh, okay, so Theocles is going to be my number one. I just have been preaching that since, since forever. Uh, so Theocles is number one. Glaber versus the guards is number two. And then my unique one, I guess, uh, is I really liked... It wasn't really a fight to the death, but I loved the scene with Crixus and Spartacus versus Animaeus when he's teaching them how to fight okay. Theocles. Yeah. And like you, it's just so well done with the transition to the arena of Animaeus in the heyday, the and then like bass. showing the showing the scars and like him just owning them with two swords. Like I thought that scene was great, phenomenal. And I'm gonna be basic, and I'll have Theocles, uh, Spartacus against Glaber soldiers, and then Spartacus in the pit. Yep. Um, I'll just single out the last fight because the way he kills that guy with the hook, if I'm not mistaken, is mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Yeah, I think the second to last fight, but still, so cool. Um, mine, exact. I mean, I have Spartacus versus Crixus. I mean, Spartacus and Crixus versus Theocles, of course. Of course. I had Spartacus and Varro chained together as well, B-Toms, because I thought the fact that the creativity behind the fights it's not just you know throw them in a fit pit and like make them fight like this one there was rules it was 2v2 it was really cool um and then my other one 
I had uh, what is one of my favorite moments right after was Spartacus. I had Spartacus 2.0 versus the six prisoners because, you know, that was the new Spartacus. He's right. You know, gave up his old life. And I, it was just phenomenal watching that come up. Yeah, man. The fights in this show are just so well made. Like all of them. The, like the blood, glo- the blood thing grows on you, right? Yeah, it really yeah. does. It, well, comes, it becomes also, like a novelty. Yeah, they of, also know. reel it back in after the first like episode or the two. The first one's I think they find way them. over the top. Yeah, I was going to say like around – I can't remember when I wanted to say this in the podcast, but around like episode six or seven, I wanted to say either I'm enjoying this, the show so much that I'm not noticing that the CGI is not as great or they just somehow improved it. You know, I don't know what it was, but I mean, in their, I mean, random I think times. It's the first one. Yeah. But also, like, it's it's it was probably the pilot was probably made way before the rest because that's usually right, what they do. Right. So like, there's, you know, they probably got some feedback, reel it back a little bit. Yeah. So it's probably a combination of both of them. But real quick, I did have my top three sex scenes. Now that because I, kind of just, I kind <laughs> oh, of wrote, you banged them out. I real wrote quick? them down real quick, and they're good ones. All right, so I'm gonna start three, two, one. Uh, so number three is very early. It's I I. It might be the second episode, but uh, basically it's the first time you ever see Body Otis and Lucretia bang, oh. and they're just having a casual conversation while the one slave is just finger-banging Lucretia, and the <laughs> other one's just giving Body Otis head. Yeah, talking strategy. And they're strategy. just not even acknowledging any of it. I think, I think one of us said, I think it might have been Brian, was just like, what a, what a power trip. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, just like, <laughs> kind of just showing, you know. Um, number two is when the... Um, House Body Otis is hosting an event, and there's a lot of people there, and they're just betting on Varro, banging this. Yeah. How many strokes he's going to last while he's just <laughs> banging this chick in front of all of them? I thought that was amazing. And then, of course, number one, any scene that Sir gets banged by Spartacus wins. I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't. I don't need us all to do this, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm surprised that you didn't bring up the uh, Spartacus Alithia se- sex scene. No, no. That's no. like, that would be number one of a yeah. lot of my shows in general. <laughs> uh, just because of, like the craziness of yeah, it, where they take the mask. Yeah. yeah. What about Numerius and Alithia? What could have been sex scene? I guess he's fifteen, Cut so that. that's a little. But other than that, I mean, final thoughts, boys. Yeah. Anything? I have. So I can't. We we can't ask what you're most looking forward to because, as we know, the next season is a prequel. So we can ask. What are you most hoping to learn about and uncover and get some backstory on? Honestly, I think we already know some of the things that we're going to get in the first season because one of the earlier episodes in Blood uh, Blood and Sand is Legends, where they kind of touch on how Crixus became Crixus and how Doctore became Doctore and uh, how Barca became the... Uh, Beast of Carthage. 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 I just want to see those actual fights. I want to see Animaeus versus the Shadow of Death. I want to see Crixus versus those two, like, half-beast, half-men twins. I want to see uh, uh, Barca versus his entire village, wasn't it? And his Mm. dad. If they show us any or all of those fights, I would be satisfied. But I want to see these gladiators become the legends that we know them as in Blood and Sand. Yeah, and I'm going to mirror Brian, and I'm not going to repeat any of that, but also I want to see a young body artist or a younger body artist. And I don't know if if it's Legends of the Arena, correct? The name? God's the Arena. God's the Arena. So I don't know if he'll be in this as, like, someone in the arena, but I would like to see Asher throw down, man. I don't know, like, if he's going to... 
be in the pre- prequel or not, but... Let it go, bro. No! <laughs> uh, I think, no spoilers. I think we're going to get Crixus... Hurting you know, his leg. Yeah, yes, crippling Asher, which would, you know, that would be telling as to why Asher hates him so much, at least. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to have to find out if they're right uh, on the next Binge With Us series. I guess that'll be Binge With Us, Spartacus Guides of the Arena. Um, that'll be coming to you guys soon. But we I did think, it. Yeah, I think we're going to I think we decided as a group we're probably we might take a week break, but we're probably just going to go right into it. Um because there's only 6 episodes for the next season, we still are kind of have to determine how how we want to break down the episodes. We might do 222, we might do 2211. I don't know. We we still have to talk about that, but we're going to get right on, 100% going to be recording podcasts on Spartacus Gods of the Arena. Yeah, and you guys should also look out for in a couple weeks we're going to have uh Ruben DeJong on this uh Shadow of Death, Theocles, he'll be on for an interview with us and that'll probably be in the middle of Gods of the Arena. Yeah, we're just going to ask him as many questions, like nerd questions we can think about the first season and then like what he thought about the rest of the series as a whole and then um anything you guys want to hear about that just, you know, post it anywhere on Reddit. We're, yeah. We we read everything. And the Facebook groups, we appreciate you guys. The Facebook groups, the Reddit groups, you already have given us a lot of questions, so we're yep. we're writing it all down. All right, we did it, guys. First Woo! season done. Let's first go. first mm-hmm. binge with us done. That's going to be a wrap for us, guys. If you like what you heard and you're a fan of the 100, we also do a 100 podcast for Season 7. So go give that a look. And if you like it, you know, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also be sure to subscribe to our show on Spotify and Apple. Once again, we are Bingetown TV. And thank you so much for listening.